Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. second installment of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. This, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw here with you as we get set, of course, to celebrate in style as we always do each and every night on all of our shows. By, of course, talking about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead a little bit of changing in the itinerary here tonight. Uh, right now, uh, I can tell you that the Iceman, Jared Geralmo, will not be able to make it on tonight due to a prior commitment. Uh, we hope to possibly hear from maybe the other half of our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, King and W.O. Javar T. Smith, hopefully here momentarily. In the meantime, I will be bringing you tonight's Wrestling News and Views here segment. Also, we have not heard anything at all from the human surplus machine, John Gross, as of yet. So tonight, well, I'll be also be bringing you your history and birthdays here for this evening as well. <clears throat> if you want to care, care to join us at, to help us celebrate the 200th episode of the second installment of NWO Wolfpack here tonight, feel free to join us on our live video feed from the NWO Wolfpack Radio Facebook page by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash NWO Wolfpack Radio. And be sure to join us through TalkShoe.com. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. And press that 131 chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here <clears throat> Talk about here tonight. Which, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays here, we will primarily be talking about, of course, uh, <clears throat> Of course, uh, what a show NWO Wolfpack has been, of course, ever since its founding. <clears throat> and also, of course, talk about our favorite moments from the second installment. Um, 
of course, hopefully we'll have more folks pop on here a little bit, a little bit, uh, hopefully here in the next little bit, as they, of course, share their thoughts and opinions, of course, about uh, everything that this show has meant, of course, here to the WWS Radio Network, of course. We hope to hear from a lot more people here coming up here, of course, coming up here in the next little bit. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be bringing you tonight's wrestling news and views here. Of course, I'll be, of course, giving you a few stories here, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Of course, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing <clears throat> for allowing us here in the WWS radio network right here on, on TalkShoe.com to read their stories on all of our shows here in the radio network. Of course, I am also referring to, of course, in addition to <clears throat> In addition to Wolfpack, of course, obviously, uh, uh, Revolution, as well as Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, Raw Radio, and other shows, indeed. Let's see what they have on tap here, of course, to bring you here tonight. Uh, let's see here. Uh, of course, a, of course, a big, uh, a big uh, wrestling convention here called StarCast 2. Apparently, another legendary superstar. <clears throat> Uh, is apparently not going to uh, is not going to be making an appearance here, as of course Jeremy Thomas uh, brings us his first story here uh, tonight. Some various wrestling news here. Uh, Terry Funk is out of the Starcast two appearance, and comedian Gabriel Iglesias is, Iglesias uh, did a video talking about uh, talking about something called the WrestleMania Express. Uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and bring here this, these first stories here. Terry Funk will not be appearing at StarCast 2 as initially announced due to the passing of his wife. Comrade Thompson took the Twitter to notify that Funk, who was scheduled for an appearance at the event, had decided to pull out of the event as a little, it's a little bit too soon for him. Uh, 6.47 p.m. today was said by, by, like I said, Conrad Thompson or Conrad the Mortgage Guy uh, his, as Twitter handle is at hey hey it's Conrad, <clears throat> and he's saying here I just hung with Terry Funk. Unfortunately, Mr. Funk will not be able to attend at Starcast event. It's a little too soon for me, he said. Prayers to Mr. Funk and his family as they continue to grieve their incredible loss. And of course, I will share our sentiments here in the WWS Radio Network to, of course, the, the one and only Hall of Fame WWE Hall of Famer Terry Funk on the passing of his wife. Yes. Also. <clears throat> Also, WWE posted the, the, the posted a video, which is right here on this page, courtesy of 411 Mania, of Gabriel Iglesias driving WWE superstars to where they where, where they need to get to during WrestleMania weekend. Uh, so, <clears throat> so folks, so the, so there so there's they have a couple of stories right here. Uh, another another story here. Uh, let me see what we have right here on the table. Uh, sorry about that. Let me see what we have here. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brings us this next story here as Marco Stunt says he's spoken with AEW and talks whether WWE is still his end goal. Marco Stunt spoke with Wrestling Inc. for a new interview discussing his participation and all in, the possibility of going to AEW, and more. Here are some highlights. On how on how on how he Cody's radar, Marco says, Cody saw Lost in New York, my segment there, and he liked the moves I did. The weirdest thing about it is that he got my number from somebody and, and contacted me the next morning. 
On being part of the All In show, Marco said, All In was one of the better experiences I ever had wrestling. It was a super professional environment, and there was no hostility. Everybody was there for the exact same reason, and that was for the love of wrestling. I didn't really feel like I belonged at first, but towards the end, I, I felt I was part of the community, and it felt pretty good. On working with Bully Ray in the match, Marco says, when he picked me up, it was just so fast. I remember being on the ground and then being on the ground again. The throw wasn't that bad, I guess. I, I wasn't anticipating it not hurting, but I guess adrenaline's a heck of a drug. Bully Ray's the reason that I had the shine in the Battle Royal. He's the reason that I, I got to have a face-off with him. He spoke up for me and stood up for me and gave me these opportunities in the Battle Royal that I wouldn't have gotten without him. On the possibility of his arrival in AEW, Marco says, I would love to go to AEW. I'll be at StarCast, and I've talked to them about some stuff. I'll be in the area, and, I, and I'll just leave it at that. I would love to work with AEW in the future, but I guess we'll all find out soon. On if WWE is still his end goal, uh, <clears throat> Marco says, had you asked me this six months ago, my answer would be completely different. I don't think WWE is the be-all and end all of everything. They're still on top, obviously. I think one day I would love to go there. If that never happens, I'm not going to be mad or super upset about it. But like I said, whoever gets them, like I said, WWE and AEW are looking closely at this gentleman. So we have to wait and see what all happens here, folks. Uh, let me see here. Uh, of course, we got a story here concerning the the former NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa here. Jeremy Thomas brings the story here. as he's, Tommaso Ciampa is training again for the first time since he had his neck surgery. Tommaso, Jeremy Thomas brings us this story right here. Again, let me go ahead and reiterate that. Tommaso Ciampa had begun training for his return after undergoing neck surgery earlier this year. The former NXT champion posted to Instagram to share a video and post about returning to workouts after having to undergo the surgery back in early March. Ciampa's return has not been, has not been announced yet. He was forced to vacate the NXT title due to the injury and this NXT takeover in New York where Johnny Gargano defeated Adam Cole to win the title. <clears throat> uh, this is Tommaso's uh, Instagram account here, uh, the Tommaso Chiampa. Uh, day 48 post-op cervical fusion. I'm still at a five-pound max on most lifts. Thanks to at Tara Halabi for this burner. Use constant tension, squeezing the ball against the wall with a neutral spine. 20 reps overhead, 20 reps lateral raise, 20 reps front raise. Great for recruiting stabilization muscles throughout the traps and the neck. So we'll look forward to seeing Team Tommaso Ciampa, of course, hopefully in the ring here very, very soon. We need we need to, uh, of course, hopefully one of these days see him up on the WWE roster, main roster again. I mean, I think he was set to come before he had this situation here to take place. Um, Jeremy Thomas brings us this story here as apparently WWE officially moves the B team to the SmackDown roster. WWE <clears throat> has made an has made another post superstar shakeup roster move official shifting the B team to SmackDown. The team who worked the dark match at the SmackDown tapings has have been moved to the SmackDown roster according to WWE.com. WWE filed a trademark application for the term B-Team University last week for the potential use in shows, websites, and blogs. Though exactly how it will be used isn't yet known. We'll have to wait and see how that all works out here. 
let's see right here. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Harris brings us this story here. Of course, we've talked about, of course, Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax back home and recovering after undergoing double knee surgery. As previously reported by 411 Mania, WWE superstar Nia Jax was set to undergo double knee surgery today after suffering torn ACLs in both knees. Jax shared an update on her Twitter account today. It appears she's back home and recovering after the surgery. Nia Jax wrote the following. At home resting, all went well. Already walking with some assistance. Of course, you can check out. There's a tweet and a photo, of course, on this page right here. Uh, of course, she said this today um, from her Twitter handle, at Nia Jax WWE. At home resting, all went well. Already walking with some assistance. And there's a pic picture right there. You can check it out on the floor that story on 411mania.com. <coughs> Jeffrey Harris brings us this story here as Hall of Famer Jim Ross thinks that Kofi Kingston needs to drop the carefree demeanor while being WWE World Champion. Speaking of the latest episode of his podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross critiqued the, the booking of Kofi Kingston as WWE World Champion. Below right here are some highlights from this week's podcast for the Jim Ross report. Jim Ross on how booking needs to be tweaked, needs to tweak Kofi Kingston. He says this, somebody needs to tell Kofi, hop into the ring, carefree, happy, smiling. I don't think if that fits the champion, especially when you're a marked man. The days of the six-man tags with New Day are done. It's a different ball game now. You're the man. Everybody's going to give you their best shot. At least they should, right? So the happy, carefree demeanor may be fun for children who can laugh or, or who can laugh at or with the antics. Not so much, I don't think, the older fans like between 18 and 34 or 18 to 49. His suggestion for booking and whoever is producing Kofi, Jim Ross says, just saying somebody that's producing Kofi might want to suggest you, you figure out how you perceive, how you're how perceived when you are introduced. And sometimes maybe that perception of Kofi is not indicative of who he is. I'm a big fan of his, by the way. <clears throat> of course, I said check out the Jim Ross report right there. I'm sure you'll have more to, to say about his uh, about his thoughts about what they need to do with uh, um, with uh, <clears throat> what they need to do with Kofi Kingston. Uh, Dean Ambrose is back in the news right here, folks. Let's see what we have right here. Jeffrey Harris brings us a story here. As Dean Ambrose profile has been moved to the alumni section of WWE.com, and of course now it's saying here. Uh, they guess, well, we can simply say, I guess we can simply say that this makes it official. Dean Ambrose is no longer a WWE superstar. Former WWE world champion Dean Ambrose has been moved to the alumni section of WWE.com. As previously reported by 411 Mania, Dean Ambrose's contract with WWE was set to expire this month after WrestleMania 35, and WWE even confirmed that he has, was planning to leave the promotion. Ambrose made his last appearance with WWE on, on Sunday for the Shield Final Chapter live event, and this match was broadcast on the WWE Network. Ambrose teamed one last time with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin. Which, by the way, that was a terrific matchup, by the way. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Oh, wait a minute. We just read that one there. Sorry about the folks. Uh, Uh, I think we got a little AEW-related news right here. Um, Jeffrey Harris brings us this story right here. As the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in AAA draws huge ratings in Mexico. 
per Lucha Central, the AAA Good Friday show on April 19th were reported 5.4 million viewers on Azteca 7 and an overall 3.2 rating. The show featured the main event of the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, of course, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix for the AAA Tag Team titles, which was previously taped on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. According to the report, this is the largest viewership for AAA since it began being broadcast on TV at Azteca this year. It topped the previous highest ratings for AAA, at, which was at 4.4 million viewers. By comparison, the April 12th show drew 3.9 million viewers with a 2.5 rating, so the ratings for a show with the Young Bucks headlining saw an increase of about 1.5 million viewers. All Elite Wrestling, of course, AEW and AAA currently have a collaborative relationship, which allowed the Bucks to appear on the show. As noted, the Lucha Brothers will get a rematch against the Young Bucks on May 25th at AEW's event, Double or Nothing. Of course, like we said, on May 25th is when that will take place. Let's see right here. Um, let's see here. See so we have... Uh, Apparently, we have a story here concerning Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley's left and right hand man, Leo Rush. Uh, uh, Joseph Lee brings this story here as an updated story here. Leo Rush responds to story of heat with WWE and talks about beating demons to achieve goals. Here's an update right here. Leo Rush has updated his Twitter account with a statement on the story that was released by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, which you can, write, you, you can read about right here. This is in full. And let me tell you what it uh, says right here. The fact of the matter is that no matter what you do, you do in your life, what you do, you do in life, no matter what route you take, you'll always have people out there that will try to tear you down, tell you that you can't be or do something, try to stomp, your, stomp on your name and halt your success. The fact of the matter is I love what I do, and I have been loved with the dreams of being in the current position that I'm, <clears throat> I'm in now since I was five years old. The fact of the matter is I'm a young, hungry and humble husband and father of two boys who believe in themselves more than any anybody will ever believe in me. The fact of the matter is I'm a passionate African-American male in America who takes my passion seriously and will do whatever it takes to change me and my family situation. The fact of the matter is I've overcome neglect, suicide, and, and look, anxiety, and, and crap. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and anxiety, there you go depression and everything else at a very young age that a human <clears throat> of my current age should never have to go through. The fact of the matter is you can beat these demons, achieve what you sought out to achieve. The fact of the matter is I do what I do for the people for the for the people like me, for the people who struggle, the people who fight, for the kids who dream and for the men and women with hope. The fact of the matter is that you don't always know the facts and that's okay. And of course of course on his Twitter, he said this at 12.15 p.m. today on his Twitter handle, at it's Leo Rush, of course, as he calls himself, Man of the Hour. The original story was the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that there was internal heat on Leo Rush and WWE. Rush is said to be a competent man, which can rub people the wrong way. He didn't appear with Bobby Lashley at the Raw taping this past Monday, where Lashley competed in the dark match main event. Rush has reportedly been telling people that he thinks he should be a top guy for the Raw brand, and hasn't been shy about it. So, so folks, uh, there's a, uh, there is. Let's see. Uh, 
Uh, let's see here. Let me see if we have anything else we can talk about here. Uh, I think we got one more here. You're talking about Jim Ross here. That's popped out to us at Jeffrey Harris before we go on to our wrestling history and birthdays here for today. Jim Ross thinks Luke Harper should move on from WWE if that's what he wants. Says Harper can still contribute. Speaking of the latest episode of this podcast, of course, as we talked about before, WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross shared his thoughts on Twitter. Uh, Let's see. Shared his thoughts on WWE Superstar Luke Harper requesting his release. As previously reported, Luke Harper announced last week that he requested his release from WWE. The latest news says WWE does not plan on granting him release. Below are some highlights of Jim Ross sharing his thoughts on this situation. Jim Ross on Luke Harper himself. He says, Harper is 39 years old. He's got the fish or cut bait, move on and move on. He didn't feel like he was getting the opportunities he needed or, des- or deserved whatever at WWE. So that's what you can do. You can do. Contractually, when, when things are compatible, you can leave. That's what you want to do. Ross on how Harper, Jim Ross on how Luke Harper still has time to contribute to the business. He says, I think Harper's got some miles left on. I think he can contribute. And the nice thing about Luke Harper is that he's got some great experience. He's the kind of guy that can that can work with younger talent and take care of him. <clears throat> Sorry about that here, folks. I was currently I must must have lost my uh excuse me there, ladies and gentlemen, for just one second while I tried to recover that. Well, I try to recover that story there. Let's see here. My apologies. Let me see if I can see if I can locate that story. Uh, let's see here. Okay, sorry about that. I don't know. I don't know why all of a sudden my uh, Let's see here. If we can, um, again, ladies and gentlemen, my, my apologies. I'll move, let me start from that part. That point again, Jim Ross and how Luke Harper still has time to contribute to the business. I think Harper's got some miles left on him. I think he can contribute. The nice thing about Luke Harper is that he's got great experience. He's the kind of guy that can work with younger talent and take care of, and, and take care of him. <clears throat> That's a big commodity in this world. Plus, he's got some natural television name identity in name as well as well. And look, and look because of his WWE run. And there was one more I, I did want to I did want to read before. Uh, actually, there was two more I wanted to read before we close up shop here. WWE news right here from Jeremy Thomas. Oh, let's see. Sorry about that. No, that's not what I wanted to read. Uh, okay, now we got. It. 
Now Jeremy Thomas has the story right here. My apologies, folks. Dean Malenko reportedly quits a backstage role with WWE. Dean Malenko's time in WWE has come to an end according to a new report. According to Sports Illustrated, multiple sources have indicated that Malenko resigned from his position as an agent backstage at the company. Malenko has been working in a backstage capacity for WWE for eight years. During his entering career, he was known for his time in WCW, as well as being a member of the Radicals and who jumped ship WWE in 2000, along with the late Eddie Guerrero, the late Chris Benoit, and also Perry Saturn. WWE has yet to comment on the story or announce Malenko's departure. So we'll definitely um, we'll definitely have to uh, watch this one very very carefully. And one more quick story here. Uh, Joseph Lee brings us this story here. As part of Vince McMahon was reportedly against letting Dustin Rhodes out of his WWE contract. Uh, Jimmy Thomas, I, Joseph, I'm sorry, Joseph Lee brings us this story right here. My apologies. Let me read this right here. It was previously reported that Dustin Rhodes was released from his WWE contract back on January the 19th, which freed him up to go to AEW for a match with his brother Cody at Double or Nothing on May 25th. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, it was confirmed that Rhodes was let out of his contract on that date and was given a 90-day non-compete clause that ended on April 19th. Add that Vince McMahon himself was said to to be against letting the former gold dust leave the company, but Triple H actually talked him into it. WWE hasn't done anything with Dustin in some time, as he was coming off double knee, knee surgery, and he's also, of course, 50 years of age. His contract was said to be expiring soon anyway, and the belief was that he would end up in AEW one day or the other. WWE, WWE could have frozen it and continued it for eight months due to his time off, but obviously this didn't happen. WWE has let people leave the promotion like Ty Dillinger, Dustin Rhodes, and Kenta with the belief of being that WWE, WWE is releasing people they think won't help the opposition. In Kenta's case, it's believed that he will go back to will be going back to Japan. Meanwhile, names like The Revival, Sasha Banks, Luke Harper, and Mike Kanellis have not been released. So, folks, we'll just have to watch all this very, very carefully. Like I said, we keep talking about all these super great superstars that WWE has to offer, all of a sudden not given, not given that, not given these people, these fine competitors more of uh, what they deserve to do. And so we'll have to wait and see what all happens here with us, here, folks. And there you have it, there with our wrestling news and views here for this evening. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, don't don't forget, of course, King Ice, our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team is King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, the and the Iceman Jared D. Geralmo, of course, <coughs> which. Of course, they bring all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. The human suplex machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived here in the studio. I was told that he was going to be coming in momentarily. So, hopefully, like I said, we'll be hearing from him soon. In the meantime here, folks, let me go ahead and bring you today today's wrestling history uh, for April the 25th. 39 years ago today, which was put at 1980, the WWF and NWA World Heavyweight titles were defended in the same building. The Keel Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri, played host to the title bouts. WWF champion Bob Backlund defeated Bulldog Bob Brown to retain his title, and NWA World Heavyweight Champion Harley Race successfully defended against Ric Flair. On the same show, Ken Patera defeated Kevin Von Erich to win the NWA Missouri Championship. 
36 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see, uh, uh, yes, 1983 in New York City, Jimmy Superfly Snuka defeated superstar Billy Graham. This was Graham's last major appearance with the WWF. A few days earlier, he was rushed to a hospital following an overdose of pills. Graham left for the AWA a few weeks later and would not return to the WWF or WWE, which everyone said WWF, until 1987. Uh, let's see here. 30, 30 years ago today, we put it in 1989, WWF taped the 21st edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from the Veterans Memorial Auditorium in Des Moines, Iowa. The episode aired on did not air until May the 27th. Here is the list of matches that took place on that show. King Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated Ravishing Rick Rude by countout in an Intercontinental title match. Randy Savage defeated Jim Neidhart. Paul Kogan defeated the Big Boss Man in a steel cage match to retain the WWF title. Prior to the match, Hogan was attacked by Tiny Zeus Lister, you all remember Zeus, who appeared in the movie No Holds Barred, to set up a storyline that would run for the remainder of the year. The Brain Busters, of course, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard defeated Dem Demolition Action Smash by DQ in a WWF Tag Team title match. And Jimmy Snuka defeated Boris Zukov. This was Snuka's first appearance in the WWF after a three-year absence. 27 years ago today, which would put it at 1992 in Philadelphia, Jimmy Snuka defeated Sal Balomo to become the first ECW heavyweight champion. Promotion at the time known as Eastern Championship Wrestling would be part of the NWA until their very public breakup in August of 1994. Uh, 20 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let's see, uh, 1999, WWF presented In Your House 28, of course, Backlash, in the Providence Civic Center in Providence, Rhode Island. 10,939 people were in attendance with 398,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 309,000 homes from the April 1998 event in your house, Unforgiven. Which I do believe that took place in my neck of the woods, Greensboro. Was the, I think it was the pay-per-view after WrestleMania 14, I'm not mistaken. This would be the final WWF pay-per-view, Backlash would be, to be presented under the In Your House banner as, as non- as non-Big Five events were given permanent names following the event. The show's hook was a series of matches that stem from the events from and after WrestleMania 15, thus the name Backlash. Here are the matches from Sunday Night Heat from that night. Val Venus and Nicole Bass defeated D'Lo Brown and Ivory. Draws and Albert defeated Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor. Kane defeated the Big Boss Man, and Viscera defeated Test. The pay-per-view matches, the Ministry of Darkness, Bradshaw, Farouk, and Median defeated The Brood, Edge, Christian, and Gangrel. Al Snow defeated Hardcore Holly to win the WWF Hardcore title. The Godfather defeated Goldust to retain the Intercontinental title. The New Age Outlaws <clears throat> defeated the team of Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart to become the number one contender for the WWF Tag Team titles. Mankind defeated The Big Show in a boiler room brawl. Triple H defeated X-Pac. The Undertaker defeated Ken Shamrock. And Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Rock in a no-holds-barred match to retain the WWF title. Shane McMahon was the special referee, but it was referee Earl Hebner that counted the fall. 19 years ago today, <clears throat> let's see, 
which included at the year 2000, at a SmackDown taping in Charlotte, North Carolina, Dean Malenko defeated Scotty Tuhati to win the WWF light heavyweight title. Malenko would hold the championship for the next 322 days, just surpassing Takamushinoku for the second longest championship reign in, in the history of the in the history of the second incarnation of the belt. Dwayne Gill, of course, otherwise known as Gilbert, held the title for 448 days, spanning between November 1998 and February of 2000. On the same show, Crash. Crash Holly defeated Matt Hardy to win the WWF Hardcore title, but the show is most remembered for Steve Austin's first appearance on WWF programming since being since undergoing neck surgery the previous November. He used a crane to drop a steel beam on the DX Express tour bus, crushing the bus in the parking lot and somehow blowing it up. An infamous moment in wrestling history, there, folks. A great moment there as well. I do see now on our on our chat box. I do see that the human suplex machine, John Gross, has made it on the line here, folks. Uh, John, as we as I always say, he is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. We welcome you uh, on the show here this evening as well, sir. Thank you very much for coming in. 19 years ago today, also put it in the year 2000, at a WCW Thunder taping in Syracuse, New York, David Arquette, yes, the, yes, actor David Arquette, defeated Eric Bischoff to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. Kimberly Page was, was the special referee. A bit of an explanation, of course, is in order. Here it is. No, Bischoff was not the WCW World Champion. That was DDP, who won the title a day earlier from Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett took the actor hostage and demanded a tag match with Jarrett and Bischoff, taking on DDP and Arquette, with the WCW World title on the line. As Mickey J, a second ref as the original Kimberly was out, called him a kiss or something, counted the fall for Arquette. It was he that won the title. To say that this is an unmitigated disaster for WCW would be an understatement. It all started with a production meeting where Tommy Schiavone jokingly suggested that David Arquette should win the WCW world title. For some reason, the booking powers that be, and by, by that we're, of course, we're referring to Vince Russo, did not take this as a joke. At least their heart was in the right place, probably. Ready, Ready to Rumble, which was the WCW movie recently released at the time of the show, wasn't doing well at the box office. Only $12 million in gross through three weeks against a $24 million budget. So the hope that was the title change would create some buzz for the promotion and maybe help the movie turn into profits. It did create some buzz, just not the good kind. The critical backlash was swift and severe. The movie just made $272,000 in the following weekend. Ticket sales for Slamboree came to almost an immediate end, immediate halt. And Nitro, the Monday after the title change, lost 600,000 viewers compared to the week prior. Among many... Wrestling fans, this was a bridge too far, and it's often regarded as a tipping point for WCW's demise, which would come just 11 months later. Arquette, who, reluctant, who reluctantly went along with the plan, he, as a wrestling fan, knew, uh, knew the backlash was coming. Let's see here. Um, didn't make a penny off his 12-day run as WCW champion. The 11th of 25 total title changes in 2000, including vacancies. He donated his earnings to the families of Darren Drozdov, who was paralyzed in 1999, Brian Pillman and Owen Hart, who died in 1997 and 1999, respectively. 
uh, 17 years ago and 17 years and two days ago, uh, 17, that would be 2002, at a SmackDown taping in Peoria, Peoria, Illinois, Randy Orton makes his WWF TV debut with a win over Hardcore Holly. Nine, nine years ago today, which would put it at, the year, at 2010, Sorry about to see. Sorry about that, folks. We're just, just trying to get it straightened out here. Uh, yeah, nine years ago today, 2010, WWE presented Extreme Rules from the first Mariner Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. 12,278 were in attendance with 182,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Sorry about that, folks. Apparently, my... Uh, Let me, let me try to get let me try to get back here. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, let's, okay, like I said, nine years ago today, 2010, WWE presented Extreme Rules from the first Mariner Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. 12,278 people were in attendance with 182,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's about the same number as the April 2009 event backlash. The show's hook was that every match on the show would carry some sort of hardcore rules stipulation. In a dark match, Kofi Kingston defeated Dolph Ziggler. The Hart Dynasty, David Hart, Miz, and Tyson Kidd, defeated Show Miz, the big show in the Miz, John Morrison and R-Truth, and the world's strongest tag team, MVP and Mark Henry, in a gauntlet match to win a unified WWE tag team title match. CM Punk defeated Rey Mysterio. Had Punk lost, he would have been forced to shave his head. JTG defeated Chad Gaspard in a strap match. Of course, two former members of Prime Time. Jack Swagger defeated Randy Orton in an Extreme Rules match to retain the World Heavyweight title. Sheamus defeated Triple H in a street fight. Beth Phoenix defeated Michelle McCool in an Extreme Makeover match to win the WWE Women's title. Edge defeated Chris Jericho in a steel cage match. And John Cena defeated Batista in a last man standing match to retain the WWE title. Uh, let me see here. Uh, eight years ago today, put at 2011, WWE presented the 2011 WWE draft on a special edition of Raw from the RBC Center in Raleigh, North Carolina, the state capital, by the way. As with more recent editions of the draft, there were interpromotional matches where superstars and divas competed to win randomly generated picks from the opposing roster. Eight picks were done live, with 23 other picks made through the supplemental draft the next day. It hardly mattered. The two rosters would be reunited as one during the summer, despite that there were still two world champions, one for Raw, one for SmackDown, until they were unified in December of 2013. This would be the last WWE draft until the rosters were split again in July of 2016. Uh, in a pre-show dark match, and these are the matches from that Monday Night Raw and Raleigh, in a pre-show dark match, JTG defeated Tyson Kidd. Team SmackDown, Brodus Clay, Chris Masters, Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, Ezekiel Jackson, Heath Slater, Kane, Kofi Kingston, The Big Show, and Wade Barrett defeated Team Raw, Daniel Bryan, Evan Gordon, Mark Henry, Mason Ryan, Santino Morella, Sheamus, Ted DiBiase, The Great Khali, Vladimir Kozlov, and Yoshitatsu, 10-8 in a 20-man interbrand battle royal. Eve Torres defeated Layla in just 35 seconds. 
Kobe Kingston defeated Sheamus. Jim Ross defeated Michael Cole by DQ. No draft picks were at stake there. Randy Orton defeated Dolph Ziggler to win two draft picks for SmackDown. Rey Mysterio defeated Wade Barrett. Alberto Del Rio, CM Punk, and The Miz defeated Christian, John Cena, and Mark Henry. And in a post-show dark match, John Cena and Randy Orton defeated CM Punk and The Miz. Here is, here is the results of the 2011 WWE draft. Uh, let me see what we have right here. Let's, let's do it this way. Uh, uh, let's see. We're not going to do it that way. Okay. Uh, let's see. John Cena came from Raw went to SmackDown. Rey Mysterio went from SmackDown to Raw. Randy Orton and Mark Henry went from Raw to SmackDown. <clears throat> Sin Cara went from Raw to SmackDown. Uh, Big Show, Del Rio, and John Cena went from SmackDown to Raw. And that's where the remaining picks. Daniel Bryan went from Raw to SmackDown. Jess Wright went from SmackDown to Raw. The Great Khali and Rajan Singh went from Raw to SmackDown, as did Jimmy Uso. Kelly Kelly and JTG went from SmackDown to Raw. Alicia Fox, William Regal, and Yoshitatsu went from Raw to SmackDown. Drew McIntyre went from SmackDown to Raw. Natalia went from Raw to SmackDown. Kurt Hawkins and Chris Masters went from SmackDown to Raw. Jay Uso went from Raw to SmackDown. Kobe Keeson went from SmackDown to Raw. Ted DiBiase, Tyson Kidd, and Tamina went from Raw to SmackDown. Tyler Rex went from SmackDown to Raw. Alex Riley went from Raw to SmackDown. Beth Phoenix went from SmackDown to Raw. And Sheamus went from Raw to SmackDown. A uh, very somber moment here, folks. We all remember this all too well. Five years ago today, we put it at 2014, WWE superfan Connor McCulloch sadly died of complications from brain and spinal cancer. He was only eight years old. Battling cancer for most of his life, at age four, his parents were told he would have just a year to live following surgery. McCulloch received considerable media attention after a social media campaign was launched for Connor to meet his favorite wrestler, Daniel Bryan. The video, first posted on YouTube in October 2012, quickly got the attention of WWE Chairman Vince McMahon. Connor finally got to meet Daniel Bryan in late December. They met again in October 2013 and at the 2014 Royal Rumble. Connor got his own entrance a few hours before Raw, just before WrestleMania 30, and knocked out Triple H with one punch. At WrestleMania 30, Connor and his family were in the front row to see his hero, Daniel Bryan win the WWE World Heavyweight title. Posthumously, a video was released in his memory, a video released in his memory, I'm skipping, quickly went viral. That summer, WWE launched Connor's Cure, a nonprofit organization launched through the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh dedicated to curing children's cancer. In March 2015, just under a year to the date of his passing, McCulloch was the first recipient of the Warrior Award, an honor given to one person who best embodies the spirit courage, compassion, and strength of, of course, late Hall of Famer, the ultimate warrior. His father, Steve, and brother Jackson accepted on Connor's behalf. So I thought that was, I thought that was real neat there, folks. And of course, some great story, great stories here about this young man. I've seen this video that he got to, of course, um, that he got to spend time with it. And, you know, Triple H and Stephanie, Daniel Bryan, everyone was just really, Really, really sympathetic here. Um, and of course, like I said, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, being the, being the one to 
be be the be the inductor of the first of of, um, of the of the first warrior award to Connor, of course, giving it to his to Connor's father and his little brother. Uh, you know, even even a, 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 a little a little boy like that going through so much, and and of course, right there, ladies and gentlemen, you have to you have to admit, uh, you know, it does, you don't have to be big and strong to be a hero. You don't have to be you don't have to be uh, you don't have to have muscles or be able to fly or have superpowers and all that. The only superpower you need is faith. And I I felt that that young man really had it. And you know, seeing that, you know, that really that really gave gave Mr. WWS a little bit of a tear. And um, I've got to tell you, it was uh, a very, very somber, a very, very somber moment indeed. And of course, that, that young man is still to this day is still very much missed indeed. So, so <clears throat> no, ladies and gentlemen, no, his no birthdays recorded here today for April twenty fifth. So there you have it, there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with of course your news and views and history and birthdays here for tonight. As we approach the ten o'clock hour here, let me give you the number one more time. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. This is episode number 200, ladies and gentlemen, of the second installment NWO Wolfpack for <clears throat> Thursday, April 25th, 2019. Uh, Mr. W7US Chad Hinshaw here along with the Humans Replacement Machine, John Gross here with you here tonight. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more folks from the panel way too tough to handle and plus some other guests as well popping on here. Hopefully here, uh, really, really soon here. We're probably got like said, one hour to go before, like I said, before, before, of course, like I said, before the show is over with here. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, it, but, uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget here uh, tomorrow night our next edition of WWS Revolution. One three eight zero five five pound. Of course, we'll be talking about the latest wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. Plus, also, we'll be talking about, some more, once again, like there's some random stuff going on here in the world of wrestling. Uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll be, be hearing from, of course, uh, some more of our folks here about their opinions about what took place on Raw and SmackDown here this past week and other and other uh, big-time topics as well. Be sure to join us with our live video feed coming in from AWA U.S. History Lives. Coming up here uh, tomorrow night from 9 to 11. Of course, 138055 pounds for that. And also, don't forget, Saturday evening at 6 o'clock, don't forget our next edition of WWS Power Hour. <clears throat> as we, of course, will be talking about what took place in the radio network here this week. Plus, also, of course, uh, giving you Saturday's wrestling history, wrestling history and birthdays. Plus, also some wrestling uh, new, news, news, wrestling news bites. Coming in from our friends at 411mania.com. Uh, so, <clears throat> so like I said, folks, be sure to join us for that. Like I said, 141364 pound for that. Uh, we have not had, we do not have any, we still do not have anything official if whether or not we're going to be able to have, uh, if we're going to have, uh, like I said, any more, any matches on Wrestling Championship Challenge. Uh, we do have several matches, of course, lined up and ready to go. Uh, remember, you got Michelle defending the NJPWS and the AWA US World Titles against Team Super Machine John Gross. You have, of course, Bobby and Michelle in a special challenge match uh, with the winner picking up the Indy US World Heavyweight Championship. And of course, whoever doesn't win that title will pick up 
the WCWS TV title. Of course, both Michelle and Bobby currently hold that belt. Uh, like I said, that will, that, will, that will determine the undisputed WCWS television champion as well. Of course, like I said, the winner will, like I said, since the Indy US world title belt was the one that the challenge was made for, the, the winner will receive that belt while the WCWS TV title will go to will go to will go to of course the other competitor in the match. So there'll be two winners in that match pretty much. Also here folks we're uh, also like I said we have we have several more like I said in the works popping up here. Uh, <clears throat> um, of course we have not heard about whether or not uh, the DXUS world title and the NWA US United States title is going to be up for grabs between uh, JD and Fonzie. We have not heard about that match yet. Um, but uh, we're hoping that we were hoping to have, like I said, something here very, very soon. We have not heard anybody step up to the plate to challenge the Empress and Marie Rickenbach for the, the for the WWS TV title uh, as of yet. But of course hopefully we'll have some we'll have some folks popping on here coming up here really soon, you know, that want, might want to challenge and for that title since Worth picking that up at WrestleMania, so we'll hope to we'll hope to hear some more from everybody here about that really really soon. We still don't have anybody joining us on the NWO Wolfpack Radio Facebook page. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash NWO Wolfpack Radio. If you want to join us on the live video feed for tonight's uh, celebration of the 200th episode of NWO Wolfpack. Um, <clears throat> Uh, John, if you can hear me there, part if you want to, if you want to come on in, uh, I don't have anybody else here except you. So, if you would like to come on in, you're welcome to. Uh, you're welcome to do so. So, so please, uh, so, so please come on in if you wish. Um, okay, John. John, maybe on the maybe can on the line here momentarily, here, folks. Uh, let me see here. Also, want to give out, of course, as always, a quick plug here. For those who, of course, are avid avid eBay shoppers, be sure to check out, of course, the eBay store called Perpetual Uniquity, www.ebay.com forward slash str forward slash Perpetual Uniquity, that's P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y, <clears throat> where, of course, like I said, we have over 100 items currently posted there, even as we speak, of course, all good quality items. Everything from rock and roll memorabilia from Kiss and other rock and roll groups from back in the day. Also, of course, men's, women's, and children's clothing of all types. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, some, uh, also video games for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, uh, PSP, and Xbox 360. And also some accessories for, for uh, the PSP as well. Uh, let me see here. Also, of course, DVDs galore, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm talking about DVDs, uh, of course, your regular DVDs, also Blu-rays, and also the HD DVDs, if you have an HD DVD player. Uh, <clears throat> of course, of all different genres here, of course, everything from comedy, action, drama, um, animated, even horror. I mean, for those who are buffs or of all those movies from the past, even more recent movies there as well. Like I said, on DVD and Blu-ray, so come check it out as well. Reasonable prices. There's even some wrestling DVDs on there, even as we speak there as well. 
with hopefully more to be added, more items to be added on here of different of different uh, types. Everything from uh, even more stuff pertaining like hats, books, stuff like that. There'll be different things popping on here really, really soon. So be sure to check it out here as well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, going very, very well. Like I said, nothing but the nothing but high, good quality items, of course, on our page here, folks. Like I said, a perpetual uniquity is internet retail with the eternally distinctive individual. Once again, that web address is www.ebay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity. That's P E R P U T A L U N I Q U I T Y. <clears throat> and remember, like I said, tell Mr. WWS said, said that I sent you and all that, and you will not be disappointed as to the wide selection of items there. There might be some stuff that you might remember. And had some stuff you might have even heard of that seemed very, very intriguing. Uh, <clears throat> take it from me, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of great stuff there, and you will not be disappointed as to the wide selection. So be sure to check it out. Once again, like I said, internet retail for the eternally distinctive, eternally distinctive individual. That is, of course, perpetual uniquely. Let's give you the phone number one more time. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. This is this is episode <clears throat> number 200, ladies and gentlemen, of the second installment. NWO Wolfpack, of course, for Thursday, April 25th, 2019. Mr. WS Chad Hinshaw here alongside the ice. I mean, I'm sorry, Suplex Machine. John Gross here with you tonight. As we stated before, the Iceman Jerry Geronimo not be, being able to make it on here tonight due to a prior commitment. We were also informed last night that he will not be able to make it for tomorrow's edition of Revolution as well, also due to another prior commitment. So like I said, folks, we'll be probably hearing more from him coming up here uh, uh, as soon as early as possibly Monday on WCWS Raw Radio. But you never know. Anything here in WCWS could happen, folks, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, pardon me there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, got to take it. A little bit of a tiny breather here for just one second. Give me there, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. I had a I had to get a little something to drink right there. Uh, <clears throat> well. As we as we continue to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, one subject I will I will bring up here, of course, while we wait. Hopefully, we we wait some more of our of our folks to pop on in. Um, of course, big time discussion here last night. Uh, obviously, of course, concerning of course the chairman of WWE, Vince McMahon, <laughs> but of course this ongoing thing here. Uh, um, Almost coming to the point where a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people are probably feeling the same way about this that we are, and that is, and that's and that's pretty much your folks. Him kind of changing things around at the very last possible minute. Uh, for some odd reason, he feels that uh, that uh, that you know he's kind of pulling the wool over not not only the the WWE universe, which of course. Wrestling fans are too are much too smart for that uh, for that philosophy here, folks. I can uh, I can tell I can tell you that right now. I mean, they're 
too too daggone smart there to <clears throat> to to, to fall for anything who's the man has going on. Um, it just seems like to me here, ladies and gentlemen, that his that Vincent Mann's judgment seems to be getting more and more impaired each and every every single waking moment. Um, and for some odd reason, why they why you know he, even his even his own family has I'm sure has probably started seeing this. It's almost as if, like I said, they don't have really. They don't really have, like I said, the the gumption to really, to to, to really to really tell him that he really needs to really start backing off from from performing all these, from making all these appearances, doing all these uh, jobs and duties and everything of that nature, because it just seems like you know he's just he, he's just kind of losing that control here, folks. Uh, before we go any further on that discussion here, folks, I think we do have someone coming in here. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, if I can try to talk over the noise here, folks. Uh, <clears throat> yes, please. Uh, yes, please. Can you hear me? Well, uh, just okay, let me turn it down and then I'll get my Titantron back on. Okay. Okay, no problem, bud. No problem. All right, Uno, those trace. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I, I can hear you. Yes, indeed. The Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, ladies and gentlemen, the first 2016 Hall of Famer and a member of the Raw Radio Broadcast Team every Monday afternoon. Right here on Talk Shoes, joined us. Uh, John, we, of course, say welcome to you, sir, on, like I said, monumental 200th episode of NWO Wolfpack tonight. All right, let me do my Titantron first. Oh, your Titantron. Oh, That is the Avengers Endgame opening. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, this this ladies and gentlemen, John did did report to us that he was going to go see. Of course, as as you know, the movie Avengers Endgame is scheduled to be released tomorrow. But of course, a lot of people have been have had an opportunity to go see an advanced screening of this. Uh, well, John, we got to get your. I know probably you don't want to give out too many spoilers, but what was your what was your overall take of the of the I would I would assume would have to be the final chapter of the uh of the um of the, I guess of the of the event of the Avengers uh series, I guess you can say. Well when I well what I'm gonna tell you that will make make you really up, upset because as as I did report, I did see the movie. And yes. to all you Avengers fans that are listening to us right now, I don't want to spoil. I do not want to spoil anything. But I will tell you all what 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 went down. I will tell you all what went down. First, the Black Widow died, oh, and then, no. yeah, uh, Scar the character Black yeah. Widow, Scarlett Johansson played died and uh all as well as also the iron man 
Oh, Iron Man did? Yep. Holy crap. Yeah. In the in the end of the movie, Captain. But in the end of the movie, Captain America transformed into his old into an old man. Holy crap! Yeah. So it does look like it is the end. So it does look like it is the end. Of the Avengers, folks. Hmm. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe it could be like another one-off appearance because I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors and reports that they could be making a new Iron Man. Now, I don't know hmm. who's going to play it, but there there has been talk about it. Hmm, interesting. You wouldn't think Robert yep. Downey Jr. would still be interested in playing the role? Um. Well, I don't think. I don't know if it's possible or not, but maybe if, if Robert Downey Jr. You know that guy who played Spider-Man and Robert Tra- and Iron Man trained him. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I. I think he's suited. I don't know, but I think he's suited suited to play that role. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, all, all in all, it was an oh, it was a good, good theater, good show, good movie. <clears throat> but you uh, definitely, yeah. but you uh, definitely have to check out four. His belly got so big that he was drinking so much beer. <laughs> right. Well, let me. Well, well, and like I said, I mean, I know, like you said, you don't want to give away too many spoilers, but uh, do they do they defeat Thanos? Yes. Santos and his crew is defeated. Oh, okay. In the end. Before Iron Man dies. Oh, good. Okay, good. Excellent. Francis got got killed off in the end. So um, but the spy but the spite Thanos being dead, the Iron Man, the Captain, lost his life. Hmm. Yep. Well, all of them, but all of them get taken down. Is that? Am I heard no. About- no. Four. Four safe. Hulk safe. Um. Four safe. Hulk is safe. Um. But you do have. But also. Also in the middle of the event, at the middle of the end of the Avengers movie, Batista made a cameo appearance. Did he do the dra- the opposite the, the Drax character? Yep, that's what I saw. The blue, the blue character. <laughs> did Captain Marvel? Did she uh, survive it? 
Captain Marvel? I would assume so, yeah. I mean, because even though this was, this was, like I said, the first one with, 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 with her as, you know, involved with the rest of them, um, so they just did they just did that one right before they with right before this one came out obviously so i yep. would think that what they wouldn't have killed her off that quickly i wouldn't think oh no so so apparently so you're saying thor survived hulk survived obviously Captain um, you know the iron man's a friend that black dude he also survived too oh war machine yeah yeah. So were they the only and, one? Uh, what? Were they the only one? Or are you are you getting ready to say some others? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was getting yes, I was getting ready to say some others. Um, okay, go ahead. Please, I'm listening. Yeah, I'm 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 um, when they were in, when they were involved in the fight, okay? When they sure. were involved yeah. in the fight. Um, um Captain America had had the uh, Marvel people who were dead. I think were dead. And they they were brought back to life to fight Thanos. Mm-hmm. So, assumingly, all those guys survived. Not Iron Man. What? What? In other words, he sacrificed himself so they could bring it, the ones that perished before they could bring them back. Obviously, Is that what That's- this was. I think that's what what the plan was in the show, all, in the movie all along. So they were just pretty much, like I said, they weren't, in other words, they weren't, it, it had appeared in, a, in Infinity War, obviously, because they all vanished, but they were gone, yeah. but, but apparently, yeah. but apparently sacrificed himself to obviously bring, bring, bring the ones that were lost from the last movie, right, and the, right. So one person sacrificed himself yep. to bring everybody, to bring everybody else back. And like you, like you told me, like I said, Black Widow got killed. Uh, what about mm-hmm. Ant Man? What, what about Ant Man? Did he survive it? The Ant Man. Let's yeah. see. I would yeah. think so. Yeah. And also Rose. the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, you, you, you mainly you said Hulk. Thor, um, obviously, like we said, we said War Machine. Yes, the the Ant Man, the Ant Man survived. Right then, of course, like you said, Captain Marvel did. Um, Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. You said Captain America actually didn't what didn't die. He did that. He turned into an old man, obviously. Yeah. Because technically, he technically by age. The, the character's age, obviously, he is an old man because he was right. Um, Correct. I see. Okay. Uh, uh, John wanted to bring up one quick thing here. Everybody, thank you very much here. And, and like I said, definitely go tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, the official release of Avengers Endgame. Uh, big time hype here, indeed. Oh, by the way, by the way, and John may have already probably seen this, but I'll let everybody else know this in case on YouTube. A uh, video was posted by the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. They did a music video. Uh, the the some of the cast members of Avengers Endgame, along with Jimmy Fallon, did a music video talking about, I guess, all the talking about like all the all the, like 
the storyline from like all the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They did it to the to that they did it. If you remember the Billy Joel song, "We Didn't Start the Fire." Uh huh. That is a great video. I would recommend you find it and go see and, and see it. It's on YouTube right now. Um, uh-huh. I've watched it probably about ten times, and it's only been out maybe. It's only been out several days. I've watched it ten times already. So yep. Definitely check that out. So, best, but like I said, J- Jimmy Fallon did the Billy Joel thing, wearing the sunglasses and the black suit and everything like that. But I thought it was real neat. I really thought it was awesome. So, if you remember the song was the original song, right? This this version of it. Now, while I'm not crazy about them changing around certain things, I like what they did with this. Because they they kept the the they kept the the way the song was the original song was done they they did that they, even though they just changed it around to make it to blend in with the Avengers concept I thought it was I thought it was good I really thought it was good I would definitely check that out there as well um, yeah. and also on YouTube there's a, a there's an ad on there for Audi featuring Brie Larson doing Captain Marvel you ought to check that out. I saw that earlier mm-hmm. today. That was that was pretty good as well. Uh, coming through, coming out. I got a story here coming out. My uh, the app of my local TV station down here. Uh, talking okay. about the first round and the first round of the of the NFL draft. And I know JD will be talking about this if he was here. The Panthers have selected Brian Burns from Florida State for the first round NFL draft pick. All right. Let's see who Brian Burns is. Offensive linebacker, OLB. I think that's offensive okay. linebacker. Okay. Uh, yes. i check out his uh, – I want to check out his age. He, yeah, is, 20, he is 21 years old. He, his height is six foot five, and his weight is uh, 249 pounds. Big boy. Big boy. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, they need to, they need he to played in the 2016 U.S. Army All-American Bowl, and he had 135 tackles and 28 sacks combined and helped his team win state titles. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that, and like you said, he committed to Florida State University to play in college football. Right. And they and the Panthers get him in the first and for their first round NFL draft pick. Uh, your opinion, good pick, good pick for the yeah. Panthers. Yeah, that's an awesome. In my opinion, that is an awesome pick because he's a big dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. He is a big dude. Thurman. Oh yeah. So they need some young blood. The Panthers do need some young blood to get them, keep, get them motivated again. So. And I can't, right. think of, can't think of anybody better. I'll, I'd like to see good things to come out of this fellow. But what okay. the Panthers really need to do, in my own personal opinion, and I'm not trying to diss anybody, anybody has been a part of that team for years or whoever they get in or whatever, because I am a diehard Panthers fan. I will always be a diehard Panthers fan. Everybody on this show knows this. But Cam Newton really needs to be checked out and – let him know for uh, 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 needs to be really needs to really be evaluated 
big time before the season starts up again. Agree. If they, if they, if they, well, if they don't, I mean, like I said, if he, he goes in like he is and all that, I mean, I mean, what they need, if they're going to use him, let me rephrase it. If they're going to use him, you don't use him all the time. Use him sparingly. You use him sparingly, you know, you'll get more, he'll get more traction, you'll get more traction, you'll get, you'll get more, you'll get much better use out of him, and they'll be able, they'll be able to, uh, they'll be able, like I said, like they'll be able, he'll be able to play a little bit more, a little bit longer than, you know, and stay in there a little bit longer than, you know, than, 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 you know, than he's probably used to or, or expected to, so. I mean, like I said, put 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 get a young guy out there to get it started to, to motivate the team, you know, to they they come into play here. But don't don't use him all the time. Don't use Cam all the time. Give him give him give him a respite once in a while. That's that's overall. Ever since Cam suffered that, that I'm sure you probably remember a few years ago when he suffered that accident. And that, I mean, ever since that time. What's been going on? It's been, he's been sluggish each and every time. I hate to say about the man. He's a good ball player. I love I, I still think he's a great one of the best players I've ever seen in a, in a long time. I mean, the thing about it is he almost he almost got the Panthers a, a Super Bowl trophy the other year. So I mean, I have the highest regard for Cam Newton. But the man needs to be doesn't need to be pushed. He needs they, they need to use him, you know, not all the time, you know, split up that position between him and somebody else that they got a, that they got a, that they got a good feeling about and all that. You know, use the backup every once in a while. You know, use the backup. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Use, yeah. Use, use the backups every once in a while. And I guarantee you that, like I said, that they'll they'll start getting more and more W's. They'll heck, they'll they'll have a banner season like they did, or was it several years ago when they went winless? I mean, when they didn't lose a game, when they went when they went undefeated, all till towards the end. But that's okay. That's okay. One doesn't now. If you do it, if you do it like if, if you have a so many on the lose on the. On on the on the loser side, and not too many on the win side. That's when you got to work. But yeah, get yourself a good. And we got. And start up, interrupt Chad. uh, Interrupt you, Chad. But for for our team in Washington, we got Dwayne Haskins. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Quarterback, six foot three, two hundred and thirty-one pounds. Played for the U. Ohio State University. Oh my goodness! I guess they're getting some young. They're getting the good. They're getting the, the young blood in here. They're getting. They're getting the giving the players a well-deserved uh, opportunity here. So I can't wait to. I can't wait to see how they do this coming year. Can't wait for that. I hope. I hope. I hope they get a lot of great things out of it. That's all I gotta say. Um. Uh. Now. Now. I said while we keep our John will. I'm sure John will, will keep an eye open here for us on the NFL draft here. Uh, now, of course, we talk about the main focus of tonight's show here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and as you know, as we said, 
This is, like I said, the second this is the second program in the WWUS radio network, of course, our here on TalkShoot.com, where we've had a lot of interesting moments take place here involving everyone, every, involving myself, of course, uh, Gerard, Michelle, JD, and John, um, and, 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 of course, many, many, and many, many others here indeed. Uh, uh, we've had we've had some good moments. We've had some bad moments. We've had some happy moments. We've had some sad moments. Uh, well, I, I guess the, I got a, I got I got a poke right at you here, John. Is what is your what was what was your overall uh, what has been your overall take with Wolfpack thus far, and any particular moments from Wolfpack itself that kind of, that. Uh, that kind of stands out in your personal opinion. Well, Wolfpack to me has been been an, been pretty much an epic episode. I mean, we've had a lot of stuff happen. We've had had a lot of guests on. Yes, yes. <clears throat> and uh, uh, and uh, we've had a lot of fun. Okay. Oh, we've also talked about sad, sad moments. I remember one moment, April twentieth, two thousand sixteen. They all never forget when I when I came to Wolfpack, Wolfpack, and talked about China. That that was one of the hardest things I had to I had to come on the show for. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about an announce, uh, sadly making the announcement that we lost, uh, that we that we China. lost, uh, that we lost China, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, well, like I said, I mean, you got to also, you got to also keep in mind here too that we've there's been a lot of moments on all of our other shows here too. Of course, that one right there would definitely be one of those indeed. Along with, I would have to say, of course, even though I'm, I hate to get off the Wolfpack subject for just a moment, but of course, the obvious one that I'll be time talking about here, here that I still talk about to this very day here, obviously, is the, is the, um, of course, July 31st, 2015, we had to make the sad announcement that, of course, we lost Hall of Famer Roddy, Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so, but like I said, I mean, <clears throat> We've had some very interesting moments here, of course. Just four days when we, just four days before we opened, after we opened up Raw Radio. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Whenever, uh, that's right. I do, I do recall that here indeed. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, speaking of speaking of that particular episode of Revolution, JD was asking me something about it the other day, and he actually uh, wanted to go back and um, wanted to go back and listen to it. Uh, and surprisingly enough, it's still available. Obviously, a lot of our episodes are still available. Thank goodness, of course. Uh, yeah. Well, of, of all of our shows here, because, um, <clears throat> which of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we can like to relive a lot of that here as well. Um, <clears throat> um, but um, obviously, of course, everyone remembers the night that I. Uh, Whenever it was brought, when it was brought up, I think you and Gerard and JD were on, and I think that we were talking a little bit of sports. And obviously, the thing with uh, Tom, with uh, with uh, Tom Brady, apparently, 
Uh, yeah. And of course, everybody knows what my reaction was to that. And uh, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, that was not, I will admit, that was not one of my proudest, that was not one of my proudest moments. <laughs> uh, but uh, because, like I Trust said, I'm me, so, it wasn't. Well, to be honest with you, like I said, you got to keep in mind, I mean, the thing about it is, is that, you know, and I still feel that I still feel about about Tom Brady the same way now as I did then, and that is like I said, obviously, like I said, he's not focusing on on the sport at hand. I mean, every, I mean, the thing about it is because of his popularity, winning so many Super Bowls, which like I said, which like I said, I mean, this reminds me, of course, like I said, of the Yankees so many years ago winning so many World Series, um, but. But like I said, I mean, him getting away with certain things and all that, mm -hmm. and, uh, of course, the coach of the Patriots and uh, and everything like that, just like I said, just obviously, like I said, he paid a lot of people off, including, I'm sure, possibly a, a, a judge, obviously, and then I, I even made that, I even made that claim, which it wouldn't surprise me at all if, I mean, if it didn't, if it wasn't the case, it wasn't the case. But of course, you know, these days here with celebrities, you can never, you can never tell. But obviously, like I said, when I when y'all broke that story right. and when I heard that, I said, well, hey, no, he, he like I said, I mean, all he did was like I said, he just pretty much like I said, was 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 protecting himself and he was protecting his coach, you know, all that from 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 further embarrassment of everything, everything like that, because like I said, he's got the money, he's he's loaded down, everything like that. And I still bring it to this very day. Tom Brady is, is like I said, he's one of those people who, and we've said this many, many times here in the world of sports as well, is that they don't, they, they, they play for one reason, one reason only, and that is because they get famous and have money. They don't play because they want to play anymore. I mean, they claim that's what it's all about, and it's not. I mean, it, that they've, they've lost, they've lost the true spirit of the game, especially football. I mean, football was probably one of the first sports that it, that kind of suffered that wrath. You know, like I said, the only thing that these big-time players cared about, like I said, I was oh, maybe I can go make more money doing this. And, it, and, it, it, it's, it, and like I said, obviously, it's not the, – the love for it was, 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 you know, they didn't – you know, just like they, they dreamed about it as a kid. I mean, it's not like that. It wasn't it – wasn't like, like that to them anymore all that all they cared about obviously was like i said was was it was that way they can go they can go take go get lots and lots of money and go like i said get these decked out homes and decked out cars and and like i said not give a darn about anybody else except people who who mattered in their lives and everything like that i mean a lot of times you know their family may matter to, to some of these guys but you know sometimes to me it didn't, it didn't sound like it was that was the case so, I mean, I just hope, like I said, these, uh, I just hope a lot of these kids who have these, who might have these same dreams and all that stuff, they'll, they'll end up, end up like, you know, mm -hmm. some of your guys today, because the sad part, the sad reality here is, you know, if they do, then, you know, this is, you know, all sports as we know it is just going to end up, like I said, nothing more than a farce. It's not going to have any meaning anymore. Football, football, baseball, and basketball, obviously, 
are those that kind of, uh, to me, my personal opinion, are the ones that are kind of suffering from that the most. Obviously. Right. I mean, you may have others. I mean, there may be like, there may, there may, there may be others there, there, mm-hmm. there as well. I mean, I don't know if NASCAR has gone on under that or not. I mean, I mean, now that I think about it, maybe NASCAR mm-hmm. is because, like I said, like I said before, I mean, my family grew up. And speaking of NASCAR, next this Sunday they're going to be heading over to Talladega. That's going to be a good. Uh, that's going that's going to be a good one there as well. Uh, and it'll, and I've also heard this as well, and you you'll get a kick out of this. I'm listening. They ain't going to wreck. There's no. There's going to be no restrictor plate. In this, in this race, and they've been talking about that for years too. I mean, that's also been another topic of discussion. Yeah. But here, here's been my sad reality about this. I'm still a diehard NASCAR fan. I always will be, because my family, my family was involved in that sport so many years ago. When, mm-hmm. whenever NASCAR was founded, I told you, I mentioned to y'all many, many times, and there's documented proof. There's videos on the new NASCAR US page that I have up on here on Facebook of my late grandfather being one of those responsible for NASCAR for NASCAR being in existence being where it is today. That you know between you and me, Chad, who was your favorite NASCAR race car driver? Are you does it matter if you're living or dead? Yeah, living or dead. Die hard, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Well, you can't go wrong well, with Dale Earnhardt. Mine well, was, next next to my late grandfather, I would say Dale Senior. Yes, without doubt. And um, his his uh, ex-wife Brenda Jackson. I'm sure yeah. you heard of this. Passed away yeah, well, after cancer battle. I did, and I've I've, I've posted that story uh, on numerous uh, on numerous. Uh, pages on Facebook, including NASCAR US as well. I've also been a big fan of Dale Dale Jr. as well. I mean, my own personal opinion. So, I've gone to Rich. I have gone to Richmond twice, and I I've seen, I saw that man win twice in his career. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The name, like I said. The, like, like I said, like I, like I said before, I mean, you have so many great names associated with NASCAR, and I'm not doubting their contributions at all. A lot of them have made it into the Hall of Fame, well deserved. I will, I will mm-hmm. say that, without a doubt, well deserved. But as, and I've said this many, many times over as well. And as much as you know, you know, I may, I may be kind of some people may call me one-sided, short-sided, or whatever. But like I said, I have I have seen on TV in these vignettes and all that about what the NASCAR Hall of Fame looks like down there in Charlotte. Okay, I've seen what it looks like. And my my own personal yep. opinion about it is is that until somehow they induct my grand late grandfather in the in in their Hall of Fame, I'm not stepping foot in. Man, I'm I'm tempted to start a petition right now to get him in there. Because, like I said, Dad, going, he's, he, like I said, he is one of those that helped put NASCAR on the map, and he, he, and he's, he needs to get the recognition that he so much deserves. 
I mean, the thing about it is he was one man, he was one man that I that I cared about deeply, and I still care about to this very day. He's been he may have been been gone over 20 years, but like I said, that doesn't mean like I said that man can, still cannot make an impact, an, an impact on all of our family, uh, everyone everyone in my family, and those who like I said, you know those those like I said who are like I said diehard wrestling fans who are who are who are like when it comes to the racing history and all that, I'd like to hear a whole lot more about it. You know, like I said, I've got video proof on the NASCAR US page of what he what what he accomplished during during his run. He was actually, believe it or not, and like I said, there is proof of this too. He now let me ask that I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose this question to you first, John, and this might blow your mind, but I'm gonna pose this to you first. When you hear the number 43, who do you think of? Richard Petty. Well, this is going to blow your mind. Richard Petty was not the first man to use that number. Who was it? My late grandfather was. Wow. He drove it for Richard's family. Woo! Richard was a kid when my grandfather was racing. Let's see, what's his name? Bob uh, Wellborn? No. Oh. No. Are you are, are you are you on are you on that page now? Wikipedia? No, no, no. Are you No, no. Oh. No, well, like I said, if you want if you want to see video proof, man, like I said, check out the page I created I said NASCAR US. Check, check that one out. I put this okay. video. There's a, I took videos off of YouTube and put it on that page. Mm-hmm. And you have to scroll down a little. Wait way. a minute. There's wait a minute. Video. Wait a minute. There's a lot of black and white pictures. A lot of black and white videos there, but still, it's there. Was it Bill what? Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Jimmy Lou Allen. It was my grandfather. Oh. Oh. Nice. Yes. Now his name now now that somebody actually did a Wikipedia page on him. I don't know who did, but I will go ahead and tell you though, John, some of the stuff on the Wikipedia page is not true. Mm-hmm. So, wow. so don't so you can read it if you want to and draw your own but I'm telling you flat out, you're hearing it from the source right here. Someone who knows how to, some of the stuff on there is not accurate. And but like I said, but like I said, what is accurate is he was the first man to race with the number 43 long before Richard Petty was ever known for. And he was one of the founding fathers of NASCAR as well that's awesome yes so that's why i get hyped up about that and all that when when i feel that someone in my family has been denied here i go again just like what i was talking about what happened to me years ago someone tells me that something my something or somebody my family didn't make it didn't make any difference and all that you look at that that's all the proof you need but like I said, I mean, 
Yeah. So, but like, there's a lot of videos on YouTube with his name on it. I mean, with with, with like the, with him being involved in it. He he was in one of the first races down there at Daytona Beach when they raced on the beach. Long before the track was ever there, yeah. which was quite yeah. fascinating. So, I definitely check that. But definitely check definitely check that out there, indeed. So, uh, let's. But uh, overall, uh, like I said, John, just in a nutshell, uh, I know you already mentioned this, but in a nutshell, your take on uh, your take on um, on, um, on 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 Wolfpack so far, and of course, with us reaching number two hundred tonight. Well, we've had good memories. Some of them, like you said, good. Some of them, bad, heartbreaking. Um, laugh, laughter, but, but, wow, who would have ever thought we would make it to 200 on Wolfpack? Well, and ladies and gentlemen, I have kind of a trade secret here. We were kind of, we were kind of, uh, at one time poking the possibility of, 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 of replacing Wolfpack with something, and Think about it is here now. All I gotta say is, now that I think about it, I'm I'm and thank God, thank the Lord that I that I didn't that I didn't pull the curtain on this. I, so because if I did, we wouldn't be talking about all this tonight. I mean, we wouldn't have anything no. to. So indeed, I think we hit, may have somebody else coming on the line here. So let me see who this is. Ah, let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Now, this time JD, JD put his tutu on in time for the occasion. Yes, <laughs> the, the ice manager DiGiromo has now joined us, a 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer, and also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team here. Uh, <clears throat> well, coming in here on the line here for the historic number 200 of Wolfpack JD. Good to have you on here tonight as well, sir. And it is good to be here on a rainy, misty, but also a very unique draft night, however. And before we get into anything else, I want to say first off to you, John, congratulations. You guys got a very, very good quarterback, I feel, and Mr. Haskins from Ohio State at 15. Chad, you guys got a really good lineman from Florida State, that kid I was telling you about the last few days, however, at 16. But the big surprise, however, the big shocker. The Steelers made a big, big trade, however, tonight. They went from 20 to number 10. They took the linebacker from Michigan, Mr. Bush, however, and they gave up a second rounder, however, one of their second rounders this year, however, and they also gave up a third rounder next year. But I'll tell you what, Steeler Nation right now is very, very happy with this kid from Michigan. I mean, he was supposed to be one of the top 10 on the board the Steelers thought, however, at this point, however, they could not wait from 20 to let him fall the way down to 20, however, because he was going to be one of the top 10 chosen. So they made a big, and I do mean a monster, monster trade here. And at the end of the day, they look pretty good in doing so tonight. So I think they're very, very happy with what they got. So uh, it's off to a good start, however. But like I said, we're almost done with the end of the first round so far. There's been some surprises. I mean, the kid from... Uh, Oklahoma did go number when one. When does the second expected. round start? Tomorrow night, uh, rounds two and three, or tomorrow, and then rounds four through seven is, uh, believe it or not, on uh, Saturday from 12 to 7. 
But like I said, John, you guys got a good right. guy at 15. I think you'll be okay there. This Haskins kid, however, was surprising. He didn't go in the top 10, but you got him at 15. I think he'll do well. I think he's going to do just fine for you guys. And like I said, Chad, you guys got a good guy at 16, however. Like I said, we'll see what happens, Howard. But uh, like I said, it's been uh, a very interesting night so far at uh, night one in Nashville. And I'll tell you right now, as I was leaving tonight, this is going to blow your mind too, guys. They said that, I mean, it's, it was crazy in the pre-show. They said 150,000 people were lining the streets of downtown Nashville tonight. It was like New wow. Year's Eve down there. It was it was just insane down there tonight. And I can only imagine what tomorrow and uh, what tomorrow and Saturday are going to be like. Sure, absolutely. Uh, JD, but, uh, like I said, uh, just, just, just uh, like I said, uh, just going through a, a couple things here. We're just throwing out a couple things. Uh, overall, here, of course, obviously with the big with the big focus here tonight, talking about. Um, about how much NWO Wolfpack has come here in the last 200 episodes. Uh, have, my memories, I mean, what can we say? We've had a lot of good moments over the past first 200 shows. I mean, from guests, from our old friend uh, Gary Michael Capetta, to Manny Willowabos, however, to uh, Sonny Ono. I mean, we've had a lot of big-name guests, however, and like I said, we've shared a lot of, like John said, a lot of good stories, however, heartbreaking stories, however, and very uh, special stories, however, to say the least, however. So it, it's been a good ride so far, and believe me, however, we're going to continue this ride as long as we can, however, and believe me, it's been a good start for the first 200, and here's to uh, what has been a very successful 200 thus far, and let's keep the ride going. Oh, absolutely, indeed, indeed. Uh, uh, we, uh, thank you very much there, J.D. Uh, and also did... congratulations to the Boston Bruins, by the way, however, However, who tonight came back from a 2-1 hole against Columbus and won it in overtime, 3-2. They're up 1-0 on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, I've got to talk to you all about one wrestling story I do recall talking about in tonight's wrestling this year. Uh, it seems that I think the speculation is possibly no more on this, but i got to get y'all's take on this. Apparently, according to WWE.com, Dean Ambrose has been moved to the alumni section. i got to get y'all's opinion about this. Don, you had first. John, Dean okay. Ambrose has been moved to the arena. Well, I gotta say I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. That's and all I have to say. Oh, okay. um, go ahead, JD. No, I was going to say, I think, I think that tells you right there how it looks like WWE is ready to tell him at this point, Howard, you're done. It's, you can, you're out of your, your, your dates are done with us, Howard. You fulfilled your contract, however, even though you had some issues. Uh, like I said, your dates are fulfilled, Howard. I think you've pretty much fulfilled all your dates on your commitment schedule, however. And now that begs the question, where does he go from here? Does he go to AEW? Does he go to Ring of Honor? And we're going to have to wait and see what happens, however. Indeed. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, let's, let's see. There was um, see, there was there was a there was a there was, there was a couple of a couple others um, a couple a couple other stories that made the made the rounds. Of course I did they did record of course 
Tommaso Ciampa is trying to get back in. Is, is trying to get back into reshape. I heard that too, and I, I mean, he he was just he just had surgery not too long ago, and he says he yeah. wants to try to get back before the year's out or sometime in the fall. But it takes a long time to recover from something very severe like this, however. But hopefully, uh, he uh, doesn't overdo it too much, however. And uh, best of luck in his recovery. It's going to yeah. take him a while to get back in the ring, however. We'll have to wait and see what happens. And of course, speaking speaking of superstars and having to deal with. Uh, Having to do with, um, 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 of course, surgeries and all. Uh, Nia Jax apparently has been sent home after her double knee surgery. What's her take about this? Good luck to her. Hopefully, she'll be back in the ring. How I mean, I mean, it takes a long time to recover from something very severe like this. How I mean, like like uh, the thing, the same thing could be said about Chiapa. I mean, they're saying how uh, that Chiapa and Nia could be out between. Uh, I mean, they just and then they said uh, Nia had surgery today. She could be out maybe until possibly maybe sometime uh, this summer at some point. Could be out until pretty much the middle of the summer or late summer into early fall or maybe until the middle of the fall or early winter, early this coming winter. We'll have to wait and see. If not, she might be back early 2020. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But. Uh, Good luck in her recovery. How I mean, I know I must uh, really, uh, no pun intended, stink. However, sorry about that. Stink. However, that she had to have both uh, of her uh, both uh, these things done. However, but uh, if she uh, really hurt them badly, and it seems like she did, however, then she's got a long road of recovery ahead of her. But uh, we'll see what happens. However, but the same could be said about Chiapa, you know. And like I said, Chiapa hopefully will be back before the year's out or early next year. Time will only tell. Uh, one other one here as well. I read this. I got to get y'all's take about it as well. Apparently, it's, it had seen that, as you know, we did talk about, of course, the AEW show Double Nothing coming up a month from today. Uh, obviously, of course, one of the matches that's been talked about is Cody Rhodes wrestling going one-on-one against his brother, of course, Dustin. Apparently, Dustin is the story here. Apparently, it seems that Vince McMahon was not ready to let him go. Somehow, Triple H talked him into doing it. What was your take on that, I'm a little surprised at this, but at the same time, if uh, Dustin wants to, the, Dustin wants to be with his brother and mm-hmm. help out his brother's company, however, and everything like that, I do wish him good luck in that regard. I hope it works out for him, and I hope it is successful. But I do mm-hmm. think, however, like I said, it depends on how long Dustin wants to keep competing. Now, I mean, he's in his mid to late forties at this point, however, maybe early late forties, early almost early fifties. What's that? They said he was fifty. So, is that, uh, but is like that I he said, was, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. They said he was 50, is what I heard. Oh, he's 50, okay. Well, maybe yeah. at some point he'll be back in WWE, maybe as a trainer possibly, or maybe an agent. I do think, like I said before, I think he'll be back in WWE at some point, whether or not he's like a manager, an announcer, a commentator, uh, possibly maybe even an agent, possibly. Yeah. Uh, He'll be a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. However, I think he'll be going into the Hall of Fame at some point. And uh, like I said, I think the matchup with Cody Howard coming up, however, at the All or Nothing show will be very good to see. However, I think it's going to be one of the better matches to watch. Certainly, oh, uh, absolutely, without a doubt. There, without a doubt. Um, there was one other. There was one other one. Um, I got to mention. I don't know. If I got to uh, re- read this right. Read this right fast. See if I can. Let me see if I can get it pulled up here. Uh, about um, um, I got to. I, I got to get y'all take here about. Uh, well, as soon as I can. As soon as I can. Um, 
since I can actually find it. Oh, 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 a couple here. One of them obviously has not officially been announced by WWE, but apparently it's being, it's being reported that Dean Malenko has quit his backstage role within WWE as an agent. That's on that? shocker. That's a little yeah, bit surprising. I mean, that's surprising. I mean, he's been with the company for quite a long time, however. Who steps in his role next, however, that remains to be seen. But uh, he's had a long and very successful career. I think next year you can maybe say he could go in the Hall of Fame possibly. I mean, he is, they are doing it in Tampa, his hometown, however. And uh, we'll have to wait and see, you know. Uh, also, here it is. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this particular superstar or not. Marco Stunt. I vaguely, I have heard that. I have heard the name. I can picture it, but I cannot. I can picture the name, but I cannot picture the face. Well, he looks like a. He still looks like a kid to me. He looks like a. Oh, he looks okay. like a. He's like a young Carlito. He's got the big black hair. Oh, okay. But he's a very young fella. He actually wrestled at All In. Uh, they said that uh, um, that he has spoken apparently with AEW. And also, apparently, if, it says that right now at this juncture, it would, he would not be upset if he did not have an opportunity and maybe achieving another goal he had of possibly wrestling in WWE. Oh. I mean, so. Well, did you guys, uh, did you guys see, well, we're talking about, sorry, talking about drafting, uh, or not drafting, uh, did you guys hear about Joey, did you guys hear about Joey Ryan? No, we didn't hear about, no, I haven't. Well, you we remember back in the day we mentioned about how Joey Ryan's a little out there with his behavior and how people one one time paid money to touch his dick, basically, right? Yeah, there has been yeah. early spec. There's yeah, there's early speculation that WWE is showing some interest in, in him. Why? Beyond me, why? I just don't get that at all. Well, after going through that, I would think you know that would. I would think something something like that possibly would, you know, nullify any possibility of him even having any, any involvement with WWE. Obviously, uh, I mean, what would he do in WWE? Thing. And what, would, what the question is, what would he do in WWE? And who would he get into the ring with? Like Rollins, maybe possibly, maybe someone like Roman, maybe someone like The Miz, possibly like AJ. I just I cannot see him making it big at all. Yeah. And the loser has to touch his dick. <laughs> Pretty know. much. Yeah, there you go. Uh, another another one here. What was, hey guys, uh, I'm gonna have to head off here, so um, I will. So I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Later okay. on. But um, I advise everyone to watch that new movie called uh, Endgame. Yeah, how I was the Avengers movie? I meant to I meant to ask you, how was the Avengers? Well, I hate to tell you this, but Black Widow and uh, Iron Man both died. No! I know. And, and, and uh, yeah, but uh, but uh, but after John, uh, John, I'll let him know of something else that was surprising too. But let, let me tell him since you told me. And um, but, All right. uh, but yeah. So I'll but, talk but, to you tomorrow. All right, you All right, go ahead and do that. But uh, happy 200th birthday to Wolfpack. Yes. Absolutely. Here, here. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, thank, yeah. You. thank you very much, here, John. For, I'd be appreciate be appreciate it, and hope to hear from you here uh, tomorrow night on Revolution, sir. We do appreciate it. Yes, thank sir. You very much. Yes, sir. Yes, Take sir. care. All right. Bye.
And of course, that was the human suplex machine, John Gross, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, what no, John, John, no, John told me, JD, let me go ahead and tell you. Yes, yes, I hated that too, that both Iron Man and Black Widow die. But apparently they said Iron Man's death uh, was apparently uh, um, a sac- uh, he made a sacrifice. Apparently, um, he, he 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 made a sacrifice to bring the ones that were lost in Infinity War back. Huh. That's that that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Wow. And, uh, uh, yeah. But anyway, the other stories I wanted. But Jim Ross actually uh, actually sound off on a couple of things. I'm gonna get your let me get your quick take on here. Is this? First off, he cited that, of course, he, he he's a big fan. He, obviously, he stated he's a big fan of Kofi Kingston, especially after, before and after winning the WWE title WrestleMania. But apparently, he's saying that the thing, you know, that his that Kofi's current, I guess you could say, I guess you could say character. I guess is the best way I can say it. He might need to kind of maybe drop that and probably get a little bit more serious and holding on to that belt if he wants if he wants to have good matches involved in that championship. And the other one, obviously, is talking about, of course, Luke Harper, who right now has not officially been given his release from WWE and, and all. And he feels that Luke Harper should be able – he has, still has a lot to contribute in the wrestling business. What's your take on Jim Ross's assessment on Kofi Kingston and Luke Harper? Well, I mean, think about first off, as far as Kofi goes, how hopefully they do something right with him and keep him as the champion. And I'll tell you, if you take the belt off of him and then give it back to Owen Tower, then you just shows, like we said before about Vince, is nothing but a racist, egomaniacal, narcissistic, pessimistic, self-loathing douchebag. You know? Yeah. Hopefully that won't be the case, however, like I said, however. And what's your take about the Luke Harper assessment? I wish Luke Harper the best, however, and I hope, however, mind you, however, and see, like I said, however, I hope uh, Luke Harper uh, ends up, however, uh, and like I said, I hope he does very well, however, wherever he ends up, however, I mean, it's just a shame they haven't done much with him for a while. I mean, yeah, the injuries are part of the sport, as they say, don't try this at home, however. But like I said, I mean, hopefully now, I mean, even though he's gone, however, I hope they start something good with him now, and whether AEW gives him a chance or maybe gives him a phone call, that remains to be seen. We'll have to wait and see, however. Right. Well, they're saying that he hasn't officially been given his release yet. That's what I that's yeah. what I just I just read that he, he's officially not gone. He's still there officially. Yeah. Could you hold, hold on a second, I'll be right back. Okay, good. And while JD steps away, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to remind you one more time. Um, remind you one more time here, folks. Tomorrow night on in the, on uh, NWO on NWO Wolfpack here. Uh, I mean on WWS Revolution tomorrow night. Our live video feed from AWA US History Lives. Of course, our news and views, history and birthdays, and also we'll have I'm some back. more wrestling. I just had to charge my phone. Okay, no problem. And other wrestling extras coming your way here, of course, tomorrow night, 138055. Be sure to join us for that, which will be episode 661, 39 episodes away from the big 700 place telling the revolution tomorrow night. Uh, well, let's see here. Um, what, what's, what's, some, what's something else here? 
one 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 quick thing, JD. Let me let me bring this up. As I mentioned just a minute ago, the AEW event, double or nothing, one month from today. Obviously. Yeah. I've got to ask you a question. I know this is way this is this is looking at it from this far out right now. Right. But just from a certain perspective, with the matches that are lined up now, obviously they probably have probably have more to come coming out here really soon. I mean, even talked about obviously uh, the um, Young Bucks against the Lucha uh, against the Lucha Brothers, the AAA tag belts at Double or Nothing. They they've announced it as well. Uh, which, by the way, there was also a story there too that because of the Young Bucks defense of the tag titles, their um, TV station down there actually has gotten uh, their viewership has skyrocketed. That story's on four eleven. I'm sure you guys. I'm sure you guys heard about the B team. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention that as well. Obviously, um, in, in the wake of the Superstar Shakeup, the B team has been moved to SmackDown, and they've also B-team, applied for B team. Go, go, go! They've actually applied for a trademark that WWE has for the term B team University, and what they're going to use it for right now, they don't know at this point. So, huh. <laughs> but anyway, um, but anyway, actually going back to the AEW. Yeah, you're we're, you're one month out from it, technically. Right. One month from it. Looking at it this far out, and based on what they what the matches, excuse me, the matches that they have they have now, and the matches, uh, I'm sure that more matches will be be signed up. Like I said, they got a month to to in order to get this taken in order to get this done. But what is your take on uh, as far as this pay per view is concerned? Do you see this? Being, do you see this some success coming out of this pay per view? I do. I think. Already. I think. Right. Like we've, like Danny said before. I mean, Danny has said this before. I think so. Right now, I think at this point, Vince is scared, scared stiff that he knows that he's going to get beat in his own game. However, six days before this, however, I mean, he thinks, oh, Money in the Bank is going to be successful. Seth and AJ, yeah, that'll be a good match. Don't get me wrong. But again, you're going to have like a couple of things. How are that going to be big question marks? How are going into the thing? However, mind you, and the question is, will they be successful? Will they be given a chance? We'll have to wait and see. But like I said, you got Money in the Bank Tower on May 19th, May 25th. Six days later, you're going to be at AEW in Las Vegas, and already got Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. You got, like I said, a pretty good matchup in itself. With, like I said, Hangman Page taking on Pac or Neville, however. You got the Young Bucks competing. You got Cody versus Goldust, if you will. You got decent women like Brandy Rhodes, however. Possibly maybe uh, Allie, however. And possibly maybe Tanisha, a.k.a. Emma. Right now, AEW is trying to get things and lined up in a row. And they've got to become a very successful, let's just say, Tom Lucy and I have been saying this a lot lately. And I'm going to keep on saying it. They're playing right now at the biggest hand of the table right now, however, with a straight flush across the board, however. Right now, Vince thinks, however, that AEW is going to bluff, however, that they're going to do okay, and then they're going to find a way to just basically go away. No, that's not going to happen here. 
AEW right now has got a TV deal in the works with some of the bigger networks right now, like TBS and TNT. And right now, they should be scared right now, WWE should, however, that they're going to be going up on Tuesday nights, however, on one of those networks. However. Yeah, Vince thought, however, 15 years ago, however, he had the last lap when he bought out Ted Turner and he bought out Paul Heyman in Philadelphia and in Atlanta. But guess what, however? It's going to be interesting to see what happens now because you think about it. They're going to be going up on, uh, like I said, on Tuesday night, however. The thing is, though, however, SmackDown thinks, however, with them moving to Fox on Friday night, that's going to be a big thing. And, yeah, it might be. It might be. But at the end of the day, however, with AEW making a big statement like they have been so far, however, we can only wonder. But like I said, right now, I would say, if I'm WWE right now, I'm very worried what's going to happen between now and sometime throughout the summer. What the, and also speaking, you brought up, of course, WWE's contribution to possibly try to counteract the AEW event coming up right there on the, on their heels. Obviously, of course, like we said, money in the bank coming up here. What what does? Let me ask you this: What does Vince have to do? What what sort of? What, first off, what sort of matches do you have to have to to put? to put money in the bank, like I said, over the top here, to try to have some chance of competing with this with this upcoming AEW pay-per-view, to try to slow that momentum down. You've got to deliver a couple. You've got to deliver some quality matches. I mean, obviously, Seth and AJ will be good. Becky and Charlotte, we've seen them done that in the past. Hour. We've also now going to see Becky and uh, Lacey. Right now, however, you better hope you have some good competitors in both the men and women's Money in the Bank ladder match, however, and have the right people win. And in case for the men, however, it could be someone like maybe a Drew McIntyre, however. Uh, not someone like a Roman Reigns, not like an Elias, however, not like a Rollins, however. You could have maybe someone like maybe The Miz or possibly maybe Andrea Cianomis. With the ladies, however, not only, however, I mean, you shouldn't have Charlamagne. You should start giving other people and the women a chance. Case in point, however, Sonya Deville, however. Sonya, of course, has been snubbed before. You haven't had Asuka win it yet. So you have to look at those two, maybe, possibly, of maybe being looked at the outside, however, and give them a chance. Like I said, right now you've got really technically, however, one good match, however, going into Money in the Bank, and that's Seth versus AJ. Now, the question is, however, which one of these guys is going to be the heel in the face? I mean, you kind of saw a little bit with Seth teased a little bit at the end of last week, however, towards the end after what happened when uh, AJ won that match against Coxstein Corbin, however, that he was kind of smirking at AJ, however, and AJ kind of told him, however, I'm coming for your belt, and Seth's like, oh, if you think you're coming for me and taking my belt away, you better have another thing coming. We'll see what happens there. Time will only tell. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> And 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 like like what you just said here, let me let me reiterate this all this also as well. With again, as I said, AEW on the horizon, obviously coming up about six days after Money in the Bank, obviously. <clears throat> do do they need? Let me let me make sure I, I want to put this. Is it is it is this? I mean, we've said this before on other occasions, and it has not happened. But in your own personal opinion, yeah. is this with, with this on their on their heels a month out, seeing what the potential situation is going to be involved, what AEW might have up their sleeve? Because obviously WWE may not know what what is going to happen until it happens. 
but but the bottom line here is what I'm what I'm trying to ask here is it, what I'm trying to here ask here is this: Is it time to put? I said you heard you've heard the same names like you mentioned. I mean, no disrespect to any of them; they're all very talented superstars. Talk about WWE here. We've heard the same names over and over put in all these matches. Do they start looking at this now and saying, okay, this is when we need to get some of these the names here. You know, I mean, they're already, they're already on the map, but we need to get them cemented in and give them some sort of opportunity for them to shine and, because we, because we, well, like because I, well, yeah, like, well, like, I said, like, I, like I said, as far as Raw goes, like I said, yes, because like I said, you need someone like an Andreas Cien almost maybe, even though he's mid-card. Drew McIntyre's been promised this and that for a while. Bobby Lashley, you don't know how much longer he's going to stick around, however. I mean, we already know Roman's got his thing with Elias to deal with Howard. We know AJ's facing Seth Howard. Right now, however, they're kind of stuck in that uh, upper card uh Limbo, however, because you don't know the status of Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan. So that kind of leaves a question mark. With the women, like I said, Howard, yes, you still have Becky. You still have Charlotte. You still have Ronda. But Ronda's out now. Who's the next woman to take that next stop up, however? And in this case, Howard, I told you before, I think it's Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville continues to get overlooked too much, Howard. And I think she has a ton of potential to make that happen at the, num- at the next level. I think she's, I mean, she's getting more and more people... Uh, watching her. Lacey Evans, yeah, I mean, she's still a little green around the edges, and she thinks she's going to take care of Becky Howard, like I said, Howard at Money in the Bank, and like I said, good luck, because I don't think you're going to be able to. You're going to have your pretty little face, Barbie doll body, however, your Betty Page and Marilyn Monroe look, however, smashed to pieces when Becky Two Belts destroys you, however, right there in the middle of the squared circle, however. But as far as Charlotte, no disrespect to Charlotte either, however, I mean, we know Charlotte has been time and time champion, but again, She's had the championship now for, what, seven, eight times, right? I mean, do we really need to have her back, however, on the title scene again and find a way to get the belt around her waist again? I mean, it's always about Charlotte. It's always about Charlotte. I mean, Bailey said it best the other night, Howard, and I know a lot of people aren't Bailey fans, but the thing is, Bailey made a very valid point the other night after the show in an interview. I mean, the thing is, you're burying people like Bailey. Sasha, who knows about her status and when she'll come back, if at all. you got this whole thing hanging out with Oscar. They're continuing to just piss all over Oscar more and more. And the thing is, how the only other people you got right now that could have any potential, I mean, they're just starting out on their own. It's like Kari Sane and uh, possibly, uh, her, like I said, her partner. And I think it's too soon to give them a big, like, shoot them up this quickly. But the only other people that are good down in NXT as far as the women right now, you got Candice LeRae, who's managing her husband, Howard, and doing stuff on her own sometimes. And, of course, that's Johnny Gargano. But the one who I think that they're waiting to see if she can do something with her, and I think she will be up on the roster at some point, either sometime before the summer or during the summer, is going to be Shayna Baszler. Yes, I mean, the thing, I mean, I've said, I've said that too. I mean, now my 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 case is, I said this here before. Now we all know Shayna Baszler, like I said, many years experience, of course, you know, like 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 of course her sister, her fellow MMA four four horsemen, and of course, including Ronda Rousey herself. Why start her out, you know, in the small leagues like that? Why didn't they automatically put her in the big leagues? 
Why I was think that? He felt that? I think there was some talk, however, about her attitude. I heard her at different accounts. I heard some of it was her attitude, but I had also heard how she was a little green around the edges. But the thing is, look what he, she has done, Howard, since Oscar left Howard. She is the longest-term champion right now. She has faced people like Bianca Belair, however. She has taken on someone like Kari Sane, however. She has proven that she's done more than enough, however, in the NXT roster. Like I said, unless they think, however, that people like Ayla or possibly Casey Cotton and Zaro, however, is the next big thing. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't say your name right. But, I mean, if you think you're going to have her like Bianca Belair and, like I said, Casey and Candice LeRae, be the next big thing, however, in NXT to hold those belts, however, or someone else, however, then the thing is, how they figure, how let's just keep her down there a little longer, because we might want, don't want to rush her too quickly and bury her. We'll see what happens, though. Like I said, I do think, like I said, and I said it before, and I'll say it again, I think you're going to see Shayna up at some point, either before the summer or sometime during the summer, and I think it's going to happen. And when it happens, how people like Becky, people like Charlotte, People like, uh, like I said, Bailey, and even Sasha does return, however. I think they all better be watched. They better watch their butts, no pun intended, to use John's words, however. Because this girl is not, they don't call her the queen of spades for nothing. She can hurt you. She can hurt you very, very quickly. Like I said, we saw what happened when Bianca took on her. And just, I don't know. They've got to do something with, like I said, Shayna when she comes up. We'll see what they do. I will, I will definitely, have to, definitely have to agree. Do you think that if, in the time, in this time of need, do you think that one option that WWE could do to try to counteract this situation with AEW, you know, and we're talking about the young talent here, will they look to NXT and say, okay, let's bring you up here. Let's just give you a chance here. Do, would that be an option? If they it know is, they're a, yeah, the yeah, yeah, to answer your question, yes, I do, because I think they need that right now. I really do. And like I said, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I do think, but at the same time, how you can only bring up so much in the NXT. If they want to not focus so much on the women, if they want to focus on some more guys, how, like I said, the guys they can look at right now, they have some good talent down there. The Garganos, the Adam Coles. The Roderick Strongs, the Kyle, uh, Kyle Bobby Fish, and the Kyle O'Reillys, however. Uh, heck, I mean, even uh, the, uh, the, like I said, uh, like I said, you got some guys down there right now besides those guys. How, like I said, the Street Profits down there. You got, uh, like I said, you brought up the War Raiders, and yeah, you continue to just piss all over them a little, mind you. But at the same time, how, like I said, I don't know. There's so many questions they could look at. But like I said, you got Gargano, Cole, Strong. Fish O'Reilly, however, uh, like I said, there's some other guys they can do. However, the uh, Matt Riddles, I think you're going to keep him down there. I mean, if they want, like I said, I think it's some the Velveteen Dreams. So I think you're going to see more guys come up than the girls because they brought up a lot of girls already in the last two or three, four years, like the Baileys, the Sashas, the Charlottes, the Beckys, and they've done fine with them in Oscar. But like I said, there are times that they don't do much with them, you know? Certainly. I, I would agree. But do you think now? Do you do you think if if they if they were to take a take a gamble, take a risk, like we said that about Vince McMahon when he started WrestleMania, do you think they take gamble? You think they take that risk when they know that AEW with what they've got, what they're starting to get lined up here with so many of these guys coming in 
know, you know, lined up here that these matches already made here and everything like that. Do you think that it would be worth worth the risk, worth the gamble if they were to bring several of these, several of these, even if it was just a one night thing, to give Money in the Bank some sort of credibility and to see what the numbers are going to. Uh, yeah, why not? Like I said, like I said, bring up the Garganos, bring up the Coles. Like I said, give them a chance to run. Yes, I give it a chance. Why not? It's worth it. And if you don't see it, shame on you. Sure. I mean, I mean, and and, uh, and also one quick question, one quick thing before we close up the shop here for the night. Obviously, this is the big question here, man. Of course, this is going to be probably a no-brainer, a no-duh question. But I'm going to ask it anyway. And we've said we talked about this man numerous times. You've heard me mention this. You mentioned it. I've mentioned it. We've all mentioned it. You scream ice cream. You scream. We all scream for ice cream and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Vince McMahon. Uh, easiest answer: Yes or no? Is it time for him to go? Yes, has to. He's been in the business far too long. It's time to look elsewhere. I don't care if it's Stephanie Hunter running the office or at least someone else can step in his shoes, however. I mean, they have to. I mean, who would, in your opinion, if not, if Triple H or Stephanie or Shane couldn't do it, who would it take to get to get to, get to, to remove him from office? I would, well, I would say, I wouldn't say, well, Malenko's gone and now, and like I said, obviously they let, uh, like I said, they let Malenko go. Malenko announced today he's gone. I don't know how many years he's been there. Arn Anderson is gone. I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying don't bring in that buck little beaver boy, Kevin Dunn, because he's been Vince's yes man for 25, 30 years. I would not say don't put him in the chair. I would go outside, Howard, and maybe someone else who has experience in the wrestling industry that has been around. Not like I mean, as crazy as this sounds, and you're going to laugh at me maybe saying this, I know you could talk maybe Jim Cornette, maybe bringing him back into a role. Although Jim does not see eye to eye with Kevin Dunn, so I don't see that happening. Uh, there's no way in hell they would not want to. I mean, this is just me saying this. I think they'll never do it because they've tried it before. And I know there's some talk they wanted to bring him back, but I don't think there's a lot of people about this who are talking about him at one time. Kev, uh, Vince Russo. No way in hell would they want to bring him back. I think that'd be a big mistake. They just got to go outside of the WWE family and maybe try to find someone who knows wrestling. And I'm saying in this case, three there's three people. I mean, Jim Cornette's a possibly me bringing him back, but I don't see him coming back. Vince Russo, no way in hell will they ever give him a chance again. No way in hell. They'd be stupid. That would just absolutely be a slap in the face to the fans in general. Everyone would say, oh, we remember when he worked with Impact, and he worked with WCW, and WWE is Vince's yes-man writer with Ed Ferrara for and then look what he did in WCW, and he kind of killed WCW off, and some people say it wasn't his fault, and that was Bischoff's fault, so Eric Bischoff's another person I wouldn't put him in that role. Um, probably the biggest one, I would say, I don't know if you say Paul Heyman, could step in Vince's shoes and take over Vince's seat. That's kind of a ballsy pick there. I think it's too risky. As another, that's another guy. I think that's kind of a risk factor into being in Vince's chair. Uh, but there was one guy. I just, I just thought of it too, and it's on the tip of my tongue. Who it was, Howard? And I can remember this. I mean, oh crap, who was it? I just thought of it too, just a second ago when you were mentioning Vince. Um, not Shane. Oh yeah. One person they will not do, 
And there was there was this report about maybe having her show up in WWE, even though she's made a mess of the wrestling industry. And there was no way in hell I can't see Vince ever bringing her in. Dixie Carter. No way. No way in hell do you give that bitch a chance to run the company. She ruined TNA, and if she ever stepped in WWE, she would ruin WWE so fast, they would be changing the channel within seconds. Well, keep it, well, but the funny, the funny thing was, look what happened when they brought it, when Vince brought in Bischoff. Yeah, but you know so, what, I mean, though, the thing is, Vince and Dixie never saw eye to eye in a lot of things, you know? But yeah, but what I would know, what, what the question I had, though, is that who is going to tell Vince to step down? Who has to have the balls? Hunter. Hunter him? has to tell him. Hunter, I feel, because it's, it's Hunter has to tell him. He's his son-in-law. I mean, he's his son-in-law. He has no choice. He has to tell him because, I mean, the thing is, though, how many more years has Vince been going to run this company? Vince has been running this since the mid-70s when his father was in charge. Yes, he had his issues with the government. Yes, he had his issues with Turner and Jimmy Crockett and, like I said, other territories. But at the end of the day, the end of the day, Vince, however, has been so out of touch with reality the last five to six, seven years, however, he just doesn't see it. Uh, because it's like I said, I think he's so. I think, like I said, he's so tied up in it. He may be. He may be afraid that that somebody is going to change what he created. And sometimes I've you wanted, have to. You have to. You have to get with. You have to move ahead. You can't keep going back to the well one too many times. You know. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not a crazy. I'm looking right here. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Malenko quits, quits after eight years with the company. And that's a shame. Isn't it? uh, it's a shame. Because next to Double A, he was one of your better agents in the company. And of course, like I said, came over in 2000 along with um, uh, uh, Eddie, Chris, Eddie, and, uh, Chris and, and Perry. Yes. Perry, yes. And, also, and I course, think next, and I'll, tell you, and I'll tell you right now, next year, being in Tampa, I hope that next year, even though he's going to be gone now, Hopefully, maybe he'll come back. You never know. But maybe hopefully next year with them being in Tampa, they'll honor him and put him in the Hall of Fame. If not, shame on them because he was such a talented wrestler in ECW when he fought guys like Eddie and Jericho and Benoit, and he was friends with all those guys and also Mysterio and all the cruiserweights. And then WCW is one of the more underrated cruiserweights because he had those guys to fight with and other guys too, like Jushin Thunder Liger. Like uh, psychosis. I mean, that's what it was fun. Absolutely. Now, here's you talking about Dean Malenko. Let, let, let me mention this. I'm sure everyone remembers this. And like I said, we'll cut out here in just a minute. But I got to bring up this point. You remember 2008 after WrestleMania 24? We all remember it was Rick Flair's retirement show. Yeah. And one of the men that they came out that wanted to 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 uh, wish. Rick Flair, well, obviously was Dean Malenko. Trim, and, and, and remember, remember, Triple H introduced him as another former horseman. Now you yeah. got to, you got to, but, but you got to remember this. When I see, when I see that clip every time, you tell me if, this, if in your opinion, if, this, if, if, this, if, you get this, if you got the same feeling when you saw this, okay, that you know when Malenko came in there and he hugged Flair for about two minutes. 
no one reason why he hugged him so long. One reason why, in my personal because he respected him. He respected him. He respected him. But there was one other reason. Personal opinion, Benoit. Yes, definitely. Benoit. Definitely. Benoit. No doubt. No doubt. They couldn't say anything in public, so that's probably how Malenko expressed it. Like I said, by giving Ric Flair that hug, and it, it lasted for a little bit because he knew that, like I said, he that, like I said, that it was you know what kept the what kept the horseman that it gave the horseman one one more great push was. Malenko and Benoit, no yep. doubt about it. I mean, Mongo was okay, but Benoit and Malenko, they're workhorses right there. I mean, uh, Jeff Jarrett did all right too, but like I said, it was it was, it was Jeff Benoit Jarrett was, was Jeff Jarrett, in my opinion, was a pile of shit and a piece of shit in general for being in the Horseman. He only got in there because he was friends with Flair, and there were guys who didn't want him in the Horseman. I.E. Malenko, I.E. Benoit, I.E. Mongo McMichael. And the thing with Mongo, don't get me wrong, however, the thing with Mongo is he was not that great of a wrestler. I am sorry to say that, but that is very true. He was never horseman material in my eyes. He was subpar at best. He only had a couple okay matches, but he was not that sharp. I'm sorry, he wasn't. Well, I wouldn't no, no. I mean, there's no. That's why. That's why I'm saying, like I said, I'm not. I'm saying this with all respect to to Mongo. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mongo, like I said, was one heck of a ball player. Uh, obviously. Oh yeah, that. Mongo was a good football player, but as a wrestler, he was terrible. And as far as announcing, he was okay, but he wasn't that great. I'm sorry. I mean, the only two feeds I thought that I I, I enjoyed personally with Mongo was obviously, of course, the one after, of course, he betrayed Kevin Green that one year. Was it 96? Yes, I'll, I'll, that's one. I'll agree. Yep, yeah. And, and, the, the, other and, the, other, and the other one, obviously, was Goldberg. I, think, I didn't I think, like that one. See, I see that one I didn't like because that was too cookie cutter. I mean, was it was it obvious that they were going to let Mongo and Goldberg face each other because of the fact that that's their football background? Was it obvious they were going to do that? I mean, seriously, what, what was it? Was it obvious that they were going to put Mongo and Goldberg together in a in a feud because of because of their football background? Obviously, I think in a, I, yeah, yeah, in a way, kind of, sort of, but also I think how because the thing was how they were desperate. I think. Certainly, well, I would agree. I mean, I mean, I, uh, well, and the, and the angle that got me was was that of course his. Mongo's ex-wife Deborah, obviously, you know, during one of the matches. Oh, she was a pistol. When she gave when she gave Goldberg Mongo's Super Bowl ring. Remember, remember yeah, that? Yeah, which remember? was so, which was so wrong, which was so wrong on so many levels. So yes, I would agree. I agree, hundred ten percent. Well, JD, one quick thing in a nutshell, um, right fast before we go. Uh, what was what has been? Your impression of Wolfpack over the last 200 episodes? Well, like I said, it's been a good ride. We've had a lot of great moments, however, bad and good, however, and we've had a lot of fun guests, too. Gary Michael Capetta, Sonny Ono, Manny Villalobos. Uh, like I said, we're hoping to get some more big-name legends on. But like I said, we've had also a good time with all of our colleagues, however, whether it be Michelle, Gerard, Jeff, uh, Anne, uh, uh, and like I said, however, 
Also, uh, heavy mail on Wolf Queen, uh, Wolf Queen uh, Gerard's friends, Howard Troy and Pam. But like I said, the it has been a good run for 200, like I said, shows so far. Like I said, we're looking forward to the next one and continue to grow, Howard. I mean, like I said, it has been a fantastic ride so far. And believe me, it's not going to end anytime soon. Oh, I, I couldn't have said that better myself. Well, well, well put indeed. Uh, anything else you wish to add, sir, before we cut out for the – Well, I want to wish your boys the best of luck tomorrow night against the Honors. Again, a great win last night. Fantastic, amazing win beating John's boys. Sorry, John. I know you're probably still listening, maybe. But, uh, like I said, it was a good run uh, for them, Howard. But, like I said, Howard, the Stanley Cup playoffs are continuing. We've got the draft tomorrow night and Saturday. Of course, we'll see what happens throughout the rest of the weekend. And also, congratulations to this year's 2020 Madden cover boy, Patrick Mahomes, believe it or not, who is gracing us with the cover this year. Oh, for the new Madden game, obviously? Yes, that's correct. He was named today. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. That update there, J.D. I do appreciate that. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, as we did also report here, and J.D. just to confirm this for us, that you will not be available. You will not be on Revolution tomorrow night. Um, that's correct i will be the cash best but i also want to congratulate your boys also like i said for drafting a very very good ball player in the draft tonight like i said brian burns however six five two fifty outside linebacker a very good pick for your boys however and my boys again i'm just i'm speechless to say the least i did not think we were going to get the guy we wanted but to give up however like i said one of our picks however a second rounder and one of our third rounder next year however that that's a pretty nice pick, I can say. I mean, Devin Bush, 5'11", 230, 235, outside linebacker or inside linebacker. We were looking at him good, however, to get him at 10 and trade with Denver, moving up 10 spots. The Steelers got a steal of a ball player, and this guy, I think, will be very, very good as a Steelers. I think the Steelers nation has got to be extremely happy tonight. Oh, oh no doubt about it. Uh, well, based on that, J.D., if, you, if you'd like, uh, I will report this over the weekend. If you would like to give us a, like a little bit of a twist as to what will happen on Raw Radio on Monday afternoon. We will talk about the draft aftermath. However, we will also have a little discussion about the NHL playoffs, a little NBA discussion. But also, folks, we're going to continue to discuss how about the shakeup, how our money in the bank is four weeks away. We will give you our thoughts of what Big uh, excitement might be happening there. And also, we'll give you our raw ratings and overall final thoughts, Howard, of what will be very interesting, as this week we are down in bluegrass country, if you will. Yes, folks, Kentucky University, if you will, Lexington. And then Tuesday, we will be in Columbus, Ohio, if you will, before we head over to Cincinnati and Louisville, and then Jolly Old England in a couple weeks for the go-home show in a couple weeks, Howard, right after Mom's Day, if you will, ladies and gentlemen in London, however. So get ready. The next three weeks promise to be interesting, and we will continue our countdown with that. And I believe this week we'll be on, I'm not sure what episode we're on, but we're coming up on 200 ourselves. I think we'll be on, I want to say 185, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many episodes we've had so far yet, but we're going to be uh, hitting a milestone some this year with our 200th show about that, but we're still growing by leaps and bounds as far as uh, raw radio goes as well. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Eric J.D. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank, of course, the Iceman, Jared D. Dromo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, for joining me here tonight here, of course, for uh, <clears throat> for episode 200 of NWO Wolfpack. I did happen to notice that several folks actually uh, did make it on here, and one of them was our own Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, which I had no idea until just now she was on here. 
Also, uh, Miss Della Sigler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I know, I know, I, I know. Yeah, I know. I had to say it. I know you did, and I and yeah. Okay, okay. I, I'll let I'll let you go this time, man. But <laughs> no, I, you're you're cool, but you're all right. Miss Margie Bounds, Mr. Matt Hahn Wells, Miss Emily Funk. Uh, oh, by the way, our condolences. That remind me to WWE Hall of Famer Terry Funk. Of course, he pulled out of that wrestling convention at Starcast Two uh, due to the recent passing of his wife. Vicky, yes, our thoughts and prayers are with him on that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes. Also, of course, Mr. Calvin uh, uh, A A C E L. I guess it's pronounced Ackle or a cell or something. That Rivers. Something like also. That. Also, a good friend of mine down here in North Carolina, Miss Beverly Lasker, also joined us on our um, live video feed as well. And also, we had a couple of folks, and forgive me if I cannot see them because we had two, a whole bunch of people join us here tonight. And I want to thank every single one that, of course, that did make it on here tonight uh, uh, as well. And also, including our good friend, Captain Dave Spieler. JD, if you'd like to go ahead and get the plug for that. Yes, the Captain Corners podcast. Be sure to check that out in the Heaven Wrestling Federation. The Captain Corners podcast, folks, for all your independent wrestling needs of Combat Zone Wrestling and other independent zone wrestling needs, however, mind you, however. Be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Tell them JD the Iceman sent you. Thank you very much, JD. On that note, we thank you very much for listening here tonight. We'll be back on with Episode 661 of Revolution tomorrow night, 138055-pound. The live video feed from AWA US History Lives here this evening. I mean, tomorrow night. And, of course, news and views, history and birthdays, and some wrestling extras and some overall chit-chat about everything going on here in the world of wrestling. Uh, Wolfpack Episode 200, ladies and gentlemen, is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. <clears throat> Take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. And as always here in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, God bless everyone. And I hope everyone has had a howling good time the last 200 episodes. And as JD says, we'll be here when we hit 400. So it won't hopefully won't be too long from, from, from that, but we will definitely... We'll definitely start having some fun here indeed. <clears throat> and of course, God bless everyone here. And of course, for all talk of wrestling and other big time topics, this is indeed the WCWS Radio Network. Have a good night, everyone. We'll talk at you tomorrow night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.